P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. So, Kyle, we uh, we made a little error last episode. Yeah. I don't know if you... I brought it to your attention only because I saw it on a poster, but we forgot something. Yes. Uh, so, if you guys don't know, this is a Philip Schumer Hoffman podcast. That's why it's called P.S. I Love Hoffman. Not a Dustin Hoffman no, podcast. No, not Dustin. Not good old Dusty. But... Uh, there was a well, big it is moment. A dusty podcast. Oh, there has been some dusties. Anyway, <laughs> this, uh, there was kind of a, a big moment in Philip Seymour Hoffman's career, uh, pertaining to Cold Mountain, and that's he was nominated for a Golden Globe, and we uh, we slipped and didn't in. Oh, we I think we knew that, but we just didn't like we didn't mention. Yeah, it. no, we we get it very excited on this podcast. We were, more, we, we we were enamored with Renee Zellweger. Yes, and her. And her uh, Oscar-nominated performance. So we'd like to take this opening to apologize to the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yes. Hollywood Foreign Press, we apologize we to you. We apologize to you. We were you. thinking too America-centric, putting America first, mm-hmm. which is not... I mean, it's popular mindset with some people these days, but yeah. not us. We love the world. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's uh, okay, thanks. Wherever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans. Welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. Polarizing film today. <sighs> Ooh, it's Society. cold in here. It's so polarizing. It's chilly, yeah. like at the and North Pole. If in, you're a fan of the yeah. podcast by now, you recognize that voice. Yeah, we're not even going to name him. What's up, guys? How's the peep been? <laughs> Michael Manzi, co-co-founder, uh, not co-co-founder, but <laughs> <That> <laughs> just co-founder. I guess. That would, yeah, one dimension too many. That would be interesting. <laughs> co-founder yes. of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. yeah so th- this is this is now the second out of three that you chose. We've had you on yeah. other times. I filled and in that a was yeah, you filled in. Either you replaced mm-hmm. somebody or we were like, you know, we just need to spice up this episode. We have we'll have Manzi on. <laughs> but this is this is one of the three. This is so this is the second. Yes. And the film is Along Came Polly. Yeah. One, a film that a lot of people have cited as one of the first they saw Philip Seymour Hoffman in. So an important film for Really? Us this late in the game? This is well, one just, of the first that they've seen him in, huh? I mean, just as far as, uh, I mean, you know. Like, well, I guess it's very, as much, it's a broad comedy, so it's yeah. way more mainstream than a lot of his work. Broad comedy. Ben Stiller movie. performance. Oh, and, extremely. Yeah. Ben Stiller movie. And then so. just like, I mean, just you know, generally a lot of people, uh, you know, we're talking to or in our age group and yeah. this came out when we were in high school. I was going to say, oh, I see, not, I see. not to date you, Michael. No, well, we could go on a date if you want. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> not again. I don't want to live through that again. Just don't spank just him Just the heartbreak. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's topical with the film. Some people Top- find yeah, it yeah, offensive. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so, like, I saw yeah, this yeah. movie with my high school girlfriend. Gotcha, gotcha. Like a lot of okay. people in high school, this is like when we were seeing movies, like Ben Stiller probably means a lot more to us than to a lot of, like, when I say us, me and you, Kyle, than to, not that he means a lot to us, you know what I mean, but then a lot of people, he had a lot of films this year, Ben Stiller. Yeah. 
think like Dodgeball was, was the same year. He had a lot of Razzies around the same time too. <laughs> I gotta look this up. <laughs> Reality Bites. Did you guys ever catch that one? That was like his breakout movie, wasn't it? With Winona Ryder and oh. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and, yeah. And Janine. Had Rafa he fixed Garo. the gap by then? I think so. I think yeah. that was pretty early because he had the Ben Stiller show when I was in high school. So okay. that was like a variety sort of SNL sketch Wasn't comedy the show. Jerry Stiller show when you were in high school? <laughs> it was whoever Jerry Stiller's dad was. <laughs> That's how far back we're going. Uh, I'm surprised his parents didn't play his parents in this movie. I like when they do that. It's always surprising that his parents don't play his parents. Yeah, you know, like even it, even in Meet the Fockers. You know what? Because yeah. I don't. I, they just always looked so much older and nothing like They that. do. They're a whole generation. And, and he yeah. also has always looked a lot younger for like... And they're George's parents. And, well, one of them is George's parents. So it's like, you know, it would be kind yeah, of weird. Be to be too like, much of a reminder. Like, they play infamous parents. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you had like Peter Boyle and I forget her name. But they but show like, up in <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah. Doris Roberts. Yeah. So, but, FYI. Uh, yeah. Along came Polly. What year was this? 2004. 2004. All right. Look at all, all the right. films. Now, this is a Hoffman podcast, as we said. Look at all the films Ben Stiller did in 2004. 0304. All right. Because Duplex came out late, 03. Oh, wow. Awesome. Forgot about that. That's so, oh, the, uh, we'll just pick 04. Along came Polly, Starsky and Hutch, oh, yeah. Envy, oh, yeah. Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Technically, he's an uh, anchorman. Mm-hmm. Which Me- he received a Razzie for. Meet the Fockers. Wow. No, 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 Kyle. This is where you, this is where you don't know the Razzies. You don't know the Golden Globes. You don't know the Razzies. <laughs> what? Actors are not nominated for roles in films in the Razzies. They're nominated for all their films that role that year. Yeah, they uh, get he one. Was nominated for all those films. Uh, as in the cold open, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, they're not. So, they're, these guys aren't great with awards. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're, we would get Philip Seymour Hoffman all the awards. I'm just joking. It's true. So look at all those movies in one freaking year. We think Hoffman does a lot. That was a hot year for Ben Stiller. Like, for but he didn't down. shoot all those in a year. Like a lot of those probably were like on the shelf for a while, or like maybe I don't know. That, but he is a hardworking guy. I believe <laughs> he that. is a hardworking yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. But of course, this isn't the Ben Stiller film. No, no just the Sandy Lyle. <laughs> Sandy Lyle. <laughs> exactly. So Sanford Lyle. Oh man, I wish the whole movie was the Sandy Lyle story. Oh yeah, and we will get into this. I was yeah. I had a whole like daydream after rewatching this. And this is <laughs> couldn't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. So many times. <laughs> oh, okay, so okay. Uh, yes, I yes. picked this because I'd never seen it before in its entire. That's and, and Kyle had mentioned that last week in the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. I heard you at the end of last week's podcast. Did you were upset? <laughs> well, like, I was like, I didn't know. I mean, because there's so no, many people but, who like have seen this movie and talk about this movie. I mean, but it, I like I, what, uh, you know, you it, want someone to talk about it that's seen it a hundred times or like a fresh new perspective on on. Well, I didn't know. I, I, I don't know. It's fine. Be, I thought you were gonna be like, eh. I mean, which is fine. But I thought you were. But the, when I say eh, I mean more meh. I, I've actually kind of saved this movie for like a year or two. Like I, I haven't watched. I've been wanting to watch it because I know Kyle loves the Philip Seymour Hoffman performance in this. And like I gotta say, it's probably like top three for me of wow. his all-time performances. Okay, then it's we can like talk. Then I welcome very, you <laughs> We're high-fiving all high-fiving around right now. High-fives and triple high-fives. But when I heard you guys were doing the show, I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to put this movie on the shelf until I can do it for the show and really just like savor it and wait for it and, and hope it's good. And, you know, I don't know. We'll get into that. But at least the Hoffman stuff really blew me away. It's just, okay, so let's just start off again by saying uh, that this film, a lot of people love it or a lot of people mm-hmm. do not like it. And they just, I've heard stand-up comedians on the level of, like, Patton Oswalt take his time in his set 
to like make fun of this movie. Look, like that's how much it like reached out to people and like annoyed people. This, with its really blind ferret. Oh and its yeah. Genre. I mean, look, oh, yeah. there's pro. There's it's got issues that a lot of just you know throwaway com- I call them throwaway comedies just because they, they make so many of them. Like even Ben Stiller, like his oh, batting yeah. average isn't great, you know. But for this type of cheapo broad comedy, it's. It's not bad. Like, there's so many worse. Like, Ben Stiller's been in worse. Jennifer well, Aniston. Even this the is, year this, I mentioned. <laughs> this, aside from Leprechaun, this might be Aniston's best movie. Like, I don't know. She was in The Good Girl with Gyllenhaal. That's pretty good. But I'm just saying, like, she's done way worse comedies uh, than this. There's Bus- way worse stuff. Busy year for her, too. Yeah, at she, one point. Yeah, she, was do- she filmed all, like, within weeks. And at the same time, she filmed Friends, this, and... Um, What's the one with ben, uh, Tim Carey? Uh, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Oh, wow. Like in the same, yeah. like, I like this more than that. I like this more than Bruce that's Almighty. That's fair. But that's but a different podcast. Now, we're assuming <laughs> everyone's seen Along Came Polly. Yeah. So, I mean, Kyle. Oh, okay. Here we please. go. Please. Nice. Without further ado, tell us what Along Came Polly is about. Ruben Pfeffer, played by Ben Stiller, assesses risk for a living. He thought life with Lisa, played by Deborah Messing, was a sure and easy thing. Until she cheats on him on their honeymoon with uh, Claude. Played by? Hank Azaria. Yes. <laughs> Our main man, Hank Azaria, besides Phil's wrong. <laughs> and uh, from there, Ruben must rebuild, or even more so, rediscover himself with the help of his best friend, Sandy, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hey. And free-spirited woman named Polly Prince, played by Jennifer Aniston. Cool, cool. So before we get into the nuts and bolts, this might be a very long episode because I've had a lot to say about this film for a long time. I know you have Kyle too. Oh, we've said really? this before. It... This film might be the reason that we started this podcast. What? So we could talk about this film. Really? Like it doesn't? It's not. Is it that deep? Like it, no, it, it no, seems... not at all. It's okay. Just this like. Sandy Lyle is a hero of mine. <laughs> I understand <laughs> like, entirely. If, like there's certain films. That, like, friends will just be like, Kyle, that's you, or Kyle, you've taken from that, or, and, like, this, like, I'm, it's, it, well, it's kind of even more sad, because I'm, like, not even, like, with Sandy's minimal, like, success, success in his uh, childhood, but it's just, like, I just relate to him a lot, and I... He was a child star, too. I quote him a lot. My mom did want me to go out for Dennis the Menace. Sandy lies to his best friend and gives terrible advice, and, you know, I don't feel like you ever deliberately go behind people's backs and sabotage relationships. Some some friends, I always do things with the best intentions, and I think Sandy... And Sandy doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, but for Ruben, like, he's saying to him, like, are you sure you want to marry her? And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, is that what she's... Is that what you tell somebody that right before they're getting married? Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I'm gonna be the best man of a wedding next year, and that'll be the la- that'll be I'll just be like, if you need to escape Listen, right now, this is I it. You can, if you bolt now, like I'll cover. Yeah, I'll cover. I'll cover for you. For yeah, because I'm his best friend. Yeah, honestly, like the more you talk, Mike, the more I'm like, wow, Kyle is this guy. Wow, <laughs> like I don't, I never, kn- I don't really know you. You wouldn't if your friend, if you were the best man of a wedding, and on that wedding day, like you just like we're just like anything like right now, like you sure, like this is you know this is a big, I will help you. I would be, I would help him out. All right. Yeah, that's all. Nice. Yeah. The opinions. Of, we'll put it this way: the opinions that some people have on Sandy Lyle, they've also shared with you. 
My integrity has been questioned. <laughs> Your integrity has been questioned. That right. is true. I've, I've never, there. I've never. All right, it's a whole yeah. different side of you that I'm not aware. Kyle of. Kyle is definitely the yet. heel of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the heel of anyone that needs a heel. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, I play the role. You're like just like this is a polarizing film. You can be a polarizing guy to some people. I can be. I don't mind. Pl- I don't mind being the bad guy. I'm. I'm a like. I'm not gonna try to like. Keep comparing myself to people, but I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm just like, I'm a social assassin, just like Larry. Sometimes <laughs> I will say things that need to be said, oh, and man. I don't care what people think. So, as this is again a polarizing film, just <laughs> I just want to bring the Rotten Tomatoes aspect. This is why this episode's okay. gonna be three hours long because I go my. <laughs> it's okay, as long as we keep bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> so, twenty-five so percent critic-wise in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, well, I gave this movie, I gave this movie two out of five stars. That's but around I, but, 25%. But, I, but there's a lot I do like about it. Would you give it 2.25 or something? I'm not good at fractions. <laughs> to make it 25%? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. And audience score, 47%. So still rotten that way as well. But I like it's a, it's a bad movie that's still a lot of fun like it's a bad movie for mostly for technical reasons and <laughs> like the editing is atrocious you know like like scenes cut off short things like there's like scenes that last there's like two of, lines I, I thought there was a couple of great comical cuts uh, i got i found points. them to be kind of like jarring and took me out of things like when they're in the mech when they're in the uh restaurant and he can't go to the bathroom and it just like suddenly cuts to him like he's all sweating and trying to go to the bathroom and then it cuts to him in the hallway of Jennifer Aniston's apartment and he looks like totally fine you're like what did I miss yeah. and it's like oh wait no he still has to go to the bathroom like, I just feel like there's some things technically wrong with this um, plot wise that are just kind of like loosey goosey but I feel like the performances really carry this thing to the end you know yes and that's where ultimately so this has a lot of generic rom-com tropes yeah but it just has a great cast that has some really great comedic timing and i'll give it to this director i mean he hasn't made he's i mean he made one of my other favorite comedies i love you man he wrote zoolanders right he wrote zoolander he's a a ben stiller collaborator yeah he co-wrote meet Mm -hmm. the parents and then he also his, he hasn't directed a lot. His most recent uh, film. I love was, you, man. Uh, I don't know. Why, no, no. why him? Why him? Yeah, I Which get was, this. It was all right. I watched it on the I airplane going to Ireland. That's the Franco one. So yeah. I want you guys to agree or disagree with the critic consensus here, which okay. is something that Rotten Tomatoes puts together. Though supporting actors are funny, Stiller and Aniston don't make a believable couple, and the gross sorry the gross out humor is gratuitous. Yeah, I found that's the big problem for me about this was the gratuitous like gross out stuff even though there's not a lot of it they really emphasize it and it bothers me ever <laughs> since he's in a movie where his sperm where is he had come in his hair woman, yeah just say his hair or whatever in, uh, whatchamacallit's hair yeah uh, this, this movie or he had his very... balls caught in the zipper in the yeah. first that's the... it too right? so point like... being something about Mary Doomed Huge them. comical R-rated, you know, like that's film his success. real breakout. Yeah, know? that's a and, gross out, you know, comedy. Yeah. And it did really well, and people love that. And it's just like, oh, and from then on, Ben Stiller comedies. And I was not a big fan of Ben Stiller for a long time. Zoolander really helped because that's just like a silly, fun movie. Yeah. 
but like a lot of Ben Stiller movies, you just had duplex before. They're just meet the parents. It's just like how many can all we those just museum like movies bring, like bring him and like put him, you know, through the ropes. He plays know? the same guy a little too much, lot, you know. He's lot. like. He does it. It works well for this movie because it actually relates to like his job to a degree and and everything going on well, in his life. They're supposed to be very but, opposite people, and but and this is where I'll swing back. I read the same. I was you know reading some reviews before rewatching it specifically for this episode, and I think that they do have chemistry, and I love the little moments like where. He, or not little, but like, you know, so he learns how to salsa dance for her. Like, there's, it's silly and it's stupid, and he does his whole, like, arriba! And like, it's crazy. But at that moment, like, her face and like, her, her hands are over her mouth. And the slow mo so, I mean, of him. The yeah. beautiful. And she, they're just cutting back and forth. And it's just like, you see at that moment, her, like, it's just like, her heart grew a little bit more for him. And that was just like, <laughs> Oh, he's trying for me, and in the end of the day, I think like I mean, you know, as being we'll an expert on relationships, I kind of disagree with you. Okay, I, th- I mean, I, you know, I'm a friends guy, mm-hmm. you know, a guilty pleasure of mine, um, and that's where they actually, I think, first acted together. Ben Stiller, Stiller guest starred guest on Friends. Star. Okay, I never watched. Friends. Yeah, he guest starred on Friends, and he was her boyfriend. On, on, like, oh, on okay, episode. okay. Same episode. That well, not I mean, there's a lot of them. The same episode, John Favreau is Monica's boyfriend. Okay, so they're in like the same room. Which the is monkey funny. on that episode? No, there was no <laughs> monkey on that episode. I always have to um, ask. And they have a little history, even now. Like Justin Thoreau is one of is Jennifer Aniston's husband. Oh yeah, yeah. Now. And, and he's one of Ben Stiller's guys from like way yeah, back when. Yeah, co-writer of he's the a DJ um, in the Zoolander movies. But did they co-write <laughs> that war movie together or something? The one where they get lost in the yeah, in Tropic the, Thunder. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like she's. This is someone she uh, he she was very familiar with, and she's coming off Friends, and she's super hot. I mean that like Literally popular, but yes, yeah, she is a very attractive lady. Yeah. So I want to get into the cast. By the way, the director is John Hamburg. I think we forgot to like mention. His yeah, his name. Na- said that. But yeah, I love you, man. It was his other his most success, other successful film. It was I love you, man. He did do that movie. Yeah, he directed yes. that. Movie. Okay. So cast. Um, Obviously, we've mentioned Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston. We like that our guy, Philip Seymour Hoffman, gets third billing here. Yeah. He's oh, even does on, he? like, some DVDs. And I mean, he's, he's definitely, he's the third most frequent, you know, uh, actor in the film. So. Yeah, and, and actually, Ben Stiller did not know him. Oh, they weren't friends? Yeah, so a couple of our theories, I think, were, <laughs> uh, so I watched the making of, and uh, John Hamburg said from the beginning, because he also wrote this, John Hamburg, that is, and... He said from the beginning, I had Philip Seymour Hoffman in mind. Oh, we cool. always had we okay. had this theory that because it shot a lot around like Village West Village, yeah, and that's where Philip Seymour Hoffman lived. So we just like kind of thought maybe like they, I mean maybe still like they, so they reached out to him and then he said like yeah sure, but because like, <laughs> I'm know. in the neighborhood, how yeah. far do I have to go? <laughs> it's funny because listening to you guys and learning that he came from theater and listening to that interview you guys did. Um, with Amos Poe, yeah. Poe, and talking about how much theater Hoffman came from, and then watching this movie <laughs> and seeing him in the community theater scenes and stuff, like it almost feels like it's like, come come here, here's a place you can play and sort of take the piss out of yourself mm-hmm. and make fun of your roots or whatever. There's there's so much he he's doing so much in this role that he'll never ever do again or yeah. never did before. You know, like he's. Playing the complete fool, I which is great. I think he totally channeled people he met early on in his career into mm. his performances. Like, 
I'm a student of acting. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh yeah. Do we say so he plays? Lines. I mean, he plays a former child star who yeah. was in like one hit movie, and he basically like Crocodile s- Tears, <laughs> which is like a Breakfast Club. Yeah, the, the poster looks exactly it is like, like yeah, it, it is. And uh, and he had one memorable. He had like the memorable scene, which involved bagpipes, and he's been <laughs> coasting ever yeah. since. Like oh, Corey Feldman, he's coasting. Coasting is a great word. And he's for very it. much alive. And yeah, <laughs> and he's yes, but he's still alive. So I remember watching this and saying. Wow, Jennifer Aniston and Friends. You got Deborah Messing, Grace. Yeah. This is like yeah. must see TV film. She's <laughs> that's funny. She's, she's, is this like, the, were they this both movie. on? <laughs> were those both on NBC? Uh, yeah, yeah. This, so like at the same time. Like well, I wonder if this other. movie. Oh, and is then Alec like Baldwin's then into Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. It's a this universal pro- production. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So there you go. And Alec Baldwin, holy shit, almost almost steals the show. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. If it's if I mean, oh my god, this is a pre Thirty Rock character. My favorite characters oh, in order okay. go, yeah, it is. But it goes Sandy Lyle to Stan and Dursky to Claude. <laughs> and Claude, played by, again, our guy, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Man of a Thousand Voices. Now, the other, new Man of a Thousand Voices. Other people oh, here, Brian, Brian Brown plays Leland Van Lu. Yeah. Not really oh, sure the, uh, okay, I knew him from the movie FX and FX2. I don't know if I'd only seen, seen him in Australia starring Nicole Kidman. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> good pull. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Bob. He's Dish. in, no, wait, no, he's in Cocktail. He's the hey, guy wait. who trains Tom Cruise. Oh, cool. That's, Never seen Cocktail. <gasps> yeah. Yep. Cruise cast yeah, coming cruise soon. Cast. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Dishy, um, I'm only bringing him up. Yeah, because father, you brought him up. <laughs> because yes, he he was in My Boyfriend's Back. Yeah, and he oh. played a similar the Silent Bob type character as well there. Yeah. sort of, but more here where it's just the person doesn't talk the whole movie. Yeah, they make like some brilliant. He, he and he and he gives the big speech to. Hoffman that helps Hoffman. about his life character arc, which Hoffman has a great character. Arc oh, he does. It's awesome. Missy Pyle. Um, oh, she has one Another scene, right? One or favorite. two scenes. Yeah, right? she's like the. She's in Dodgeball. She's like the ugly. Uh, <laughs> stuff enough. But she's not in real life. She's like. Cool. No. She's like this really tall, hot blonde. She knew life, how to so. touch that baguette. Oh my god, she jerks <laughs> off everything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and funny, funny, uh, that kid from Heroes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, NBC. Another NBC show, yeah. yeah. Oh, NBC's right. just feeding this. And Judah Freelander ends up on Thirty Rock. So that guy used oh, yeah, to. Yeah. That guy worked at. Uh, the guy from Heroes worked as a uh, visual effects artist at Lucasfilm. Oh really? And like one that. of his big uh, claim to fame is he did the wave in the Perfect Storm that you always saw in the commercial. Oh. Like that. They, that he worked on wow, that. I didn't actual, know that. Yeah, That's he was cool. like a graphic That's artist. Cool. So uh, right. Computer designer. But, but I'm playing Jesus. You're playing Judas. Judas. <laughs> it's <laughs> Judas. And then you mentioned randomly, so, yeah. and we'll get into this whole E True Hollywood thing, but randomly, Judah Freelander and Kevin Dude, Hart. Kevin, Kevin Hart and his, Kevin Hart. his most subdued performance. Like, <laughs> someone gave him horse tranquilizers to make it through this role, because usually a guy's like bouncing off the walls. Well, he's still like, this is like, you know before Kevin Hart was even close to being Kevin Hart. Yeah, but still, I just wasn't aware that he could contain himself <laughs> so well. Yeah, he's just doing it for the paycheck. So the other the other person I recognized was Cheryl Hines. You mentioned Kurt oh, right. before. She's yeah. like the yeah, catering she, yeah. boss, yeah. which is funny. But I mean, so like a pretty decent cast. And it is the side characters here who... who we're talking Run about this now, <laughs> obviously, because it's Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I just laughed at the baguette. We have the film going on in the background. <laughs> uh, obviously... Uh, it's a Philip Hoffman podcast, and he is one of the side characters, I guess. But we're here talking about this film as enthusiastically as we are because of just these side characters. 
it, it's yeah. just awesome yeah. to see. Like, it's just, I, it's great. I mean, I got a lot of problems with, like, the actual stuff that goes on with the, you know, romantic comedy plot and what they decide to do. I mean, they only go out to, like, ethnic restaurants and stuff. Like, I feel like that joke is played way too much. Yeah, I feel well, like the dancing is played way too much. But only, like, two situations. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's just like, so, I mean, it's a movie where he's cheated on. He has to deal with, again, ethnic food because he has IBS. She tells him about, like, how she has this new loofah and he ends up using that as, like, a semi-plunger. But, like, the whole thing is he's supposed to be, like, he's against taking any risks or anything. And she is, like, this free spirit who eats food off the ground and stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They're great because they're opposites and everything. But I just didn't really get the sense that they were playing that up as much. I feel like it it fell back too much onto just conventional uh, relationship stuff. Like, you have too many throw pillows. Like... I like throw pillows, but you don't sleep on them. Like, what does that have to do with risk assessment and being like, you know <laughs> well, what I'm saying? Have, he does have fun, like, adding of, like, because it is, like, the little minutia, and that was something small, but ended up being something that he realized annoyed him when it came to his relationship. I think Lisa. the nuts thing is the best example that worked. Like, they go on a date, and she starts eating the nuts, and he's like, well, oh, you know how many yeah. people... T-? And then at the end of the movie, he throws a bunch of nuts on the New York City street yeah. and eats them off the thing, and, like... I. That to me is the most is like the strongest point of his character. I think a lot of the side characters, like to agree with you, a lot of the side characters, they're not necessarily like fleshed out because they're not right. They're they're characters, but I think Polly and what's Ben Stiller's character's name? I've seen this movie so many times. Ruben. Ruben, duh. Uh, like Ruben. Yeah, Lubin. That, I was thinking Ruben. Ruben <laughs> are they're just so like stereotypes or archetypes. Yeah, you know? everyone around them is amazing and really fleshed out even though they're not on screen any, a lot. Even Missy Pyle like feels like more fleshed out than Jennifer Aniston to me. No, I agree because it's just it's, like, oh, oh, I'm a free spirit. They're blah, almost blah. resting too much on their personas, especially Ben Stiller. I feel like, oh, here, here's Ben Stiller doing what Ben Stiller does and it's not really going to match the story, if it doesn't have to, we're just going to try and get some laughs out of his performance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird, right? We, we've talked about this a lot as, like, Woody Allen fan, like, of, of the director, not yeah, as a person necessarily. Of course, yes. Um, <laughs> or of his music. I don't know if you've heard him try and play the clarinet, but... <laughs> but Woody Allen plays that Woody Allen character so many times, and, and like, that feels okay. Yeah, and people play him. In movies too, right? Like people do that character a lot. Ben Stiller, um, it gets a little tiring sometimes. Like we brought, you know. Well, again, because I mean, and not that I mean, Woody even Woody Allen characters then get into Woody Allen situations. But I think the thing with Ben Stiller getting into Ben Stiller situations is they're very cringeworthy. Yeah, and so like, or even have like a gross factor to them. Yeah. Or just like I don't, you know, I don't want to be in that situation. I get like one of the things when watching the making of the director was just like, and then other actors were like, I, I think they just did certain things to see how far they could push Ben or mm. how far they could push the character of Ruben. He's been typecast like as the gross out guy, like the guy who takes, you know, like the slime, like the slime guy, the yeah. guy who gets like. I mean, their... okay, so here, like, I mean. Wow! Wow! What timing? I was just gonna—I knew it was around there. But again, we have it on the background. We just saw the slow motion, like the shirtless, like that—the basketball guy. 
This scene is the basketball with Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing on its own and the dialogue between them. But then you go and you have this <clears throat> Make it very rain. gross, hairy, sweaty guy. And I mean, I Sasquatch. love it. Like, just the fact of him, like Ben Stiller, like, it's funny seeing him trying to stay away. And then you see Sandy have no problem. Like, oh, good play. And slaps the guy in the <laughs> back. And, like, you know, you just. Yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. But then you have that slow mo and you hear the. <laughs> <laughs> and so, point being, like, that, again. Makes me laugh. It doesn't bother me, but I totally get why. Then that might be too much for somebody. I, I get that. I don't know. And and the gross out like some of it is like gratuitous. But then I think back to like 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 my mother loves this film. My aunt. This loves, movie. Yeah, this film. Okay. Like I I can quote this film in my house among my brothers, and they know exactly huh. what I'm talking about. And my mother's not into gross out films. Right. Well, it's got less than. Others, yeah. but I think the problem for me is it's either go big or go home. Like, be well, a, PG a full 13 on movie. So it, right, it so they could, but then they could push that stuff even more. Apparently, there was like, an R cut. Like, oh really? Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> but what could a, you do for R except for language, really? And well, which there was supposedly when he meets Leland Van Loo and he jumps off the building. You like he <clears> says like ah, but if you like look at his mouth, he's saying fuck at the time or something oh, like okay. that. So point B, they did like a couple yeah. things like that. I, I mean, look, they kept a PG thirteen for one reason: the money. This which movie is... did amazing. Forty two million dollar budget, one hundred and seventy three million dollars. Holy shit! A for comedy, a comedy? that's amazing. Two thousand four. But you got to understand two things. First of all, Jennifer Anst- Aniston was like a goddess among was? people like is still but <laughs> no, 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 was like yeah. you know yeah. fashion trendsetter like always since yeah. friends you know even in this movie Haircut she looks trend. great and she's <laughs> pulling off like this whole you know yeah the beanie and the village like, look yeah. yeah and then the other factor is like you said Ben Stiller like the guy was on a streak the guy is huge like one of the biggest stars in the world at the time so yeah. it didn't really matter what they were in <laughs> you know but well, I could but, see this paying off and being something people would go see more than once, definitely. As, yeah. as opposed to other comedies. But it's a movie they play on TV a lot, too, so it must get ratings. Well, again, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely TV-friendly. There's not much you have to edit out from it. And mm-hmm. it's and also, as we said, there's uh, like one of your problems, you said that uh, it's got a lot of quick scenes, but just as far as like TV editing, that definitely... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Out. You could still throw a commercial in like yeah. anywhere in this movie. Uh, one character, hour and a half. One character we for, I mean, forgot to mention. One actor, I guess, that was I think more important. They thought was going to be more important, but now seems excessive. Is Rodolfo the ferret? Oh my God! We count. Uh, what do you guys? <laughs> how do you guys feel about Rodolfo? And then, guys, sorry that we're taking so long. But then we'll go into our shot by shot breakdown of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think of Rodolfo? Because I remember when it came out, going to Blockbuster. And them selling like Rodolfo toys. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. even remember that. Yeah. Do you think there was like a run on ferrets at the pet <laughs> shop at the mall, <laughs> like next to the movie theater? I don't know. <laughs> it's just I mean, like... um, so, you know, as we saw, there's even like a special feature called like Rodolfo Takes Hollywood or something like that. Or <laughs> oh my God. And, but, uh, so again, this is, I, I've heard a handful of like up there comedians and the one I just remember most is Patton Oswalt reference this movie just in the sense of like the ferret and just like you're stupid mm. you know like oh she's different she's hip she's got like a rodent running around well, she's quirky so yeah, she but can't have like, a cat or a, yeah. or a dog she, she needs something because she picked it up in uh, some kind of market in Rome or 
Venice or something like this <laughs> because she's I mean I, those are the moments that actually I think work and you understand her character better I love when they're on their first date and she's he's like oh so did you get out of like a bad relationship she's like oh about eight bad relationships it's like I you know like I get that she doesn't yeah. st- stay with someone a lot and she's just been seeing a lot of people and it's just everyone isn't work you know every single one of them is yeah but I think out. you hit on a good point and again we're overanalyzing a comedy here. no it's okay but the fact that she says it mm-hmm. is just like okay we don't we get it she's complicated she well, has a history I don't mind that so much I mind the ferret though like <laughs> I, I think if you want her to stand apart as someone who's quirky and spacey or is like this kind of manic pixie kind of dream girlish really but no because she can take care of herself give her like a snake or something cool or like right. I a mean, bird uh, I'm, not opposed, I'm not opposed I'm not opposed to the weird the pet I thought the man's I'm not opposed like people or something. I, I, I realized you might have thought that was going one place yeah, and did. ended up in a completely different place not just like another simple like I'm not animal. I'm not opposed to a pet I'm just opposed that it's a ferret I just don't like that they're like ferrets or are like gross but cute and weird and they're kind of like a furry snake that run around and stuff just make her cool and give her like <laughs> a snake sounds... and listen you could do it so much like more Snoop dog doing what's this what what does he cover like nat geo or something what is that look man it's like a furry snake <laughs> but look like if if she had a snake it could get stuck on Ben Stiller's hand. It could get wrapped around his body. Like if it's a boa constrictor, like it could, there's a lot. It could I get like loose in the idea. apartment. And yeah. like, you have a snake loose in your apartment. I don't know. I, or a I don't bird f- voiced by Jay Moore, perhaps. <laughs> well, he, he, he did a movie with Jay Moore. And Jennifer Aniston did a movie with Jay Moore. That's true. Oh. Yeah. By the way, just remembered something too. Ben Stiller's wife. Christine Taylor, yeah, also guest starred on Friends. Yes, as Ross with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of lot of uh, connections anyway, here. So yeah. let's I, get into this. I film, wish okay. the ferret was a little Which, was if they had it, they should have used it more. And, and before yeah. we again, I'm gonna, one last thing before we jump into like our main man, and just like the great scenes that. Come <laughs> this isn't the ferret. P.S. I love ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're mentioning a lot of people that have worked together before, and from mm-hmm. even the writer oh, and director yeah. with Ben Stiller. How did Ben Stiller, like, I'm surprised, how many times has Jack Black lost a gig to Philip Seymour Hoffman? And I didn't even, there wasn't a lot of trivia on this movie. No. But I'm so surprised, it, like, I could see this role being played. So, he, I, yeah. so this wasn't lost to Jack Black? No, right? this was written no. for, when, when, when I went the to the movies, theater, yeah, I was like, why isn't Jack Black in this? Yeah, that's supposed to be Jack but, Black with him. But they've only been in like two movies together, right? But that well, is, I know, it's such a it's Jack just, Black it's character. Such a, you, I told, but this is your, you know, this isn't just a Jack Black character. This is your typical best friend who doesn't have his shit together character. But who was like, doing that at the time a lot? Yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, but you also had like everybody was playing like the but who best really friend. was like a good like king of that at the time and especially just even seeing Phil and I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from but what is no I I understand like I could see him on stage at the community theater you so see Jack Black up there belting like Tenacious D and jumping off and twirling around and doing his little thicker but he was he was yeah I don't know I feel like he was in a different zone at the time completely like more of doing his own leading stuff right like school like he said he was he was an envy with Ben Stiller the same yeah. year. Oh, how about that? Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it could have gone to him. I could see that. 
He had a small yeah. role in Cable Guy. With yeah, him. I remember Cable Guy, and they will work together in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, so it's just point being. I thought you were going to mention how Alec Baldwin had worked with Philip Seymour Hoffman before on The Getaway. Oh well, that's oh right. dude, because the scene at the end between them is fucking amazing. Yeah, and so they must have had a bullshit yeah. session before they started yeah. filming that somehow, <laughs> because there that that interaction is my favorite part of the entire movie. Chem is try chemistry there. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so into this science, I love it because we see Hoffman right away. Yeah, I mean, as the best man, as the best man, you would like to be Kyle. What is it like? He swigs like the frosting in the mask. No, not even uh, oh, the, the slip. Right? He slips on the, the slip. floor. Uh, okay, so I mean, best pratfall. Come on, I mean, he's wearing this like penguin suit. Like, what is? What are those like the? The tails. The ta- he's the got tails the tails tail on, on it. The he's got the cummerbund that the gut is above and accentuated. Yeah, that's that's our secret word for today, cummerbund. If we say it again, we'll have to scream real loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <And> conky. <laughs> I, I mean, like, but Pee-wee. just like he's got the slick back, was, long blonde hair, and just comes in like just exudes he, confidence. Yeah, like, having and a then, great day. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> right on the floor. And it slips floor. right on his ass. And this is where we see Ben. So they're like, oh, you shouldn't have waxed the floor. There's yeah, well, so the, right away, on. I think, again, this is a movie where I, I thought it was just like, okay, I got I get this person, I get this person, I get this person. Like, I might not like them or agree with them or something So like it's that. easy for you. That's what you like. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a, in is, a, in yeah, a simple comedy, I love that it's just like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, he's worried about, first they mention, she's like, yes, it's, uh, you know, like, there's no more candles, and then we hear about the wax on the you know floor, and there's and he says his little percentage for old people on dance floors slipping. So it's like I get that person. Then cut to in the kitchen, and we've got Sandy asking for uh, you know he says hit me dude, and he gets That's the icing great. and he gets the icing in the mouth, and then all of a sudden this guy recognizes him. Says, aren't you that guy that played the kid from uh, Crocodile Tears? You know you uh, you had that hilarious bagpipe scene. He's like, oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and then we just see Sandy's face. Well, I think more that he's like, yeah, you see, he says that, right? Uh-huh. You see his face. I think the telling line. And you see though, Ben me, Stiller's face. Yeah. So all of a sudden you get like, oh, this happens all the time. I think the telling line for me, though, is like, he's like, no, they're actually doing an E True Hollywood story on me. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you want my autograph? And the guy's just like, nah. Yeah, that's the <laughs> autograph line. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm doing a little bit of, uh, you know, oh, yeah. getting back to my roots, back doing, to my little, roots. doing a little bit of stage acting. Oh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Revival of Jesus Christ Superstar, which we learn is community theater. Yes, he is. That he's basically, he's like, so invited good. himself to go do, like, I feel like he bullied his way onto that stage yeah, at yeah, some point. <laughs> he acts like he's a featured actor in it. Oh, my God. But uh, also, just, again, we want to give props to Alec Baldwin. He, he's hilarious. Oh, he's so good in this, this wedding scene as well. Muscle tough. Yeah, and he's like, I would ensure this marriage 100%. You know what he reminds me of? It reminds me of his character in The Departed. A yeah, no, bit, that, right? that's like an alley. Like, I don't take no bullshit. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Is there a camera in the act. back? Patriot <laughs> Act. Yeah. Where's the goddamn camera? <laughs> the world needs plenty of bartenders. <laughs> I have said that line so much to people when they're complaining about their jobs. I just love saying, the world needs plenty of bartenders. It's just and this has departed. But this movie, I love, not only is it like, you said the line of like, I would ensure your wedding any day of the week or your lo- your marriage any day of the week. Uh, but then he said, He's holding the mic, and he says, and this is just great because it's with Olsen Hoffman, but he goes, Lisa, don't tie on too much uh, on the honeymoon. We need him back uh, strong at work. And he's gesturing on the microphone. Stroking as, the mic. Yeah, stroking the mic. As if it was a member of a 
Man. One laugh receives one laugh, <laughs> yep. and it's and it's Sandy, and that throws her off. And that would be you at the wedding, Kyle. Oh my no! Well, it would be no, no. That's even worse. I'd be the one telling the joke, and I would laugh at my own joke. <laughs> Very <So strive>. true. <laughs> it's just so, so you're like a combination of these two characters in one almost. <laughs> yeah, just the worst, of the worst. Anyway, <laughs> um, Stan, Stan and Dursky. Come on, that's such a great. We're gonna too. do more of the Hoffman scenes today, but I just want to like take the first couple scenes because it like really sets up. Yeah, the set, well, and it sets up in a nice, quick, orderly fashion. Yeah. So the next scene, right? They go into. Uh, they're, they're on their honeymoon. They're on their honeymoon in Saint Bart's. Saint Bart's. And we get to meet Claude. And we also well we learn yeah we. Get to meet Claude. And we see but Hank Azaria. Yeah, he bought a house. Yeah. Oh, in Montclair. In Montclair. We yeah. never see Hoffman at the house, though, unfortunately. No, yeah. that'd been great if the uh, if that rent a cop stopped Philip Seymour Hoffman outside the house, <laughs> asking what he's doing there. <laughs> yes, Montclair, and, and then recognized him from that movie. But yeah, so Hank Azaria, naked, I mean, just fantastic comedic timing. Dude, did you guys know that he was like bodybuilder? He, like, his, what? he looks like. Cut what the hell? Cut. The outtakes between the two of them are hysterical. Like, he was just getting Ben Stiller to laugh so much. I love when he's just like, look at me in my own yeah. eyeball. Look at me in my eyeball. <laughs> I would have done a take as Mo. I've been like, get there, Homer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I go scuba diving. I think of the birdcage. Oh, oh yeah. Another time where you see him almost naked. Hilarious. Yeah, That's naked. right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, he is. Of his, uh, but he's what, so much younger. <laughs> his, natural, <laughs> his natural heat. Because, wait, I did see him on Friends once. He was, like, fat once, right? Like, originally? He was on Friends as Phoebe's. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. He was kind of fat this back like in the, the day. NBC movie, because he was on, I think, Mad About You a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the brother. Oh, duh. No, it was Helen Hunt's brother. In real life. Oh, in, oh, in, in real life, oh, yeah. In real life, okay. It was like he's, a dog, that's Paul he's a dog walker. The dog walker. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. The dog walker. Ma, gotcha. Ma, Ma, Murray. No, that was the dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden. No, I don't know. That's <laughs> well, you, I mean, it, what a better time to announce this than the three of us will be doing a Mad About You podcast. Yeah. yeah. Come, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> that uh, would be interesting that no one would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Claude just... He's naked. he's naked, yeah, he's naked. Yeah, he's naked. I mean... We get a couple of male... We get male nudity in this. I'm not so loving Floyd because he's basically just like a funny accent. But no, happy as a hippo story. Yeah, I like the yeah. hippo story, and, and I like it that at the. I like what I like about what works for me is at the end when he comes back at the end. Yeah, and you realize that like he's a broken man. Yeah, and like his heart no, is broken. I, I got a lot to say about the end. Yeah, but I know, but well, yeah, but I mean, come on. Even in this early scene, I love he's like, uh, she make it like fire in my trousers. Oh yeah, yeah. We should <laughs> we should cite that. Deborah Messing ends yeah, up. Yeah, Lisa cheats on Ruben on the first day of their honeymoon. Ruben, again, because of being a risk assessor, he, he is did not want to go scuba diving. scuba diving. But he goes and he puts out like pedals and has a lot of dinner. But dude, like waiting. you've seen this guy's wang and you've seen your brand new wife like staring at this <laughs> yeah. wang and you're going to let her go scuba diving alone with She's this dude? She's a free woman, Michael Manson. Dude, I don't care she's like your wife like you leave the resort or like you find somewhere else yeah. something else to do you spend all day you in go bed scuba diving with her you know or whatever there you like, go you just go scuba that. diving with her if she wants think, to go you go yeah. and just because claude is the best doesn't mean you need to go and learn from him you could go to the second best <laughs> guy on the while island while i don't think they went scuba diving i think he did go scuba diving on I the boat could you? <laughs> <laughs> but then uh ruben finds out Lubin. by just hearing luben no way, Jose. Does he say that? No way, Jose. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Yeah, Jose. But we, 
Ruben finds them in his in Claude's boat. Yep. The flippers are With hitting their flippers the poles. On. They yeah. saw the flippers on. That's just a great visual gag. And then cut to he's gonna leave, and he's about he's packing up the car. Is in anger reverses it, and I just love this image. Claude in his great physical shape that Kazari uh, <laughs> is in is driving the moped, and and Ruben has to be holding on to him, getting back to Saint Barnes. Yes, it's very that's just a great. There's, there's some great visual gags on this movie. That's a visual gag that, visual gag that works versus like you know the gross stomach. While it's funny, it's just like not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I by, agree. By the way, I have to say something before I forget, and I'll touch on this at the end, especially. I hate this soundtrack. Oh, I yeah. didn't even like it, notice. Oh, it's the, just the music. Too I just obvious. tuned it out. I just obvious. yeah, yeah. I just tuned songs it way that out. Have been used way too many times, and even before this and after this. I think maybe I heard obvious. like a Spin Doctor song at one point, or something that sounded Everything like two princes. Every song from that time. Like, this is the soundtrack like, we would pick. Like no offense, who it's like the Spotify okay. Insta soundtrack. Like, kind of we thing. would pick like we were in high school doing a movie. Like, oh, he said. Did we make a top movie 40. in high school that had a better soundtrack than this movie? <laughs> True, top, uh, top forty Smash soundtrack Mouth. to the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, it's hey, terrible. Now. Even the steel drum track, it like yeah. pisses me off. Like, it, it, oh, whatever. I'm I'm not a big fan of the steel drum to begin with. I like it. <laughs> I, I like it in Commando, and I like it in a couple. Of, like I think it works best in action movies for some reason when you just add a little, like, yeah. a little <laughs> bit of it, a little chime. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but okay, I love this scene when he comes back to the office. Everyone knows. First of all, he walks. Yeah, his in. mom called. His mom called. I like that little card with the kitten on it. Says, "Hang in there." Yeah. But um. It, it's Stan. And then, it's uh, Stan. What is it, Matt, marriage, marriage for Dummies or Dating for Dummies? Yeah, Dating for Dummies. They give him a basket. Yeah. And, and uh, we say this. Here. You say this line so much. Which one? The, uh, there's a lot here. I probably say a lot. That, uh, well, f- before the line you say a lot, he goes and says, I knew that girl was a slut the second yeah, I met Yeah, yeah. She's a dime storm hooker. Yeah, she's yeah, a dime <laughs> Yeah. Do you say that line hey, a lot? I don't say that to no, people. Like, like, the film. Do you know who you are, honey? <laughs> I know. Yeah. She's a dime store hooker, <laughs> and she always will be. But it, it's funny because of what he said at the wedding. Like, yeah, I would yeah, yeah. this marriage. And then, like, he's just one of these guys. Like, I, we'll probably forget this because, again, we're sorry. I was joking before. We're not really going to go scene by scene with this film. No. no. But we'll probably forget this, but later in the film, he's like, I'm going to... I'm going to Barbados with my mistress. Yeah. Like, he just so, like, well, I just feel like he just wants everybody to feel the best about themselves at all time, <laughs> even though he's making them feel completely uncomfortable and out of their zone. Like, Which, like when they're in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So, oh then that's, so, that's so then the that, that's another like that's a gross Stiller's thing that works. Moment. Exactly. But it works exactly. because it's a kind of Ooh, subtle yeah. thing. Yeah. First, I still get okay. chill. When he first, grabs his little first ear. farts. Then he touches Ruben's ear with oh, the, the hand just, that was... Just okay. to set the scene. They okay. go to the bathroom they together. Go to the ba- yeah, well, first Ruben, he wants to talk to Ruben. Ruben's going to oh, go to the bathroom. Yeah. And he says, it's classic, let me, let me join you. I'll join you. I'll join you. And he, he washes his hands before he takes a leave. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're next and then, to each other at the urinal. Yeah. I want to clarify. Okay. And they're ne- yeah, and they're next to one another in the urinal. So first, while, while they're having a conversation... About Leland Van Lu, which we learned is that's that's a you know like a crux of the film of for yeah, Ruben is that the MacGuffin. Know, again, he's yeah. got to get this account cleared. Yeah, yeah, because this guy is crazy and he's a huge risk, but huge, he's yeah, yeah. Does big business, base jumping and diving with sharks. But anyway, Stan is while Volcano talking about losing. this stuff. Stan farts, touches Ruben ear with the hand that was on his dick. 
<laughs> and then starts then Massaging. after doing that also like shake you know like I've heard takes more than a, two shakes is more more than enough. yeah it takes a horse piss too yeah like seriously like <laughs> yeah an like awkward that, that like shake, almost close shake. to Austin Powers stop and go piss right 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 <laughs> then after he zips up goes up and rubs Ruben's shoulders and then when he's leaving pats him on the butt yeah well, I mean it's I a, think it's the, to me it's the ear. It's the ear with touching touching the ear with the hand that was on his. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but it starts the earlobe. Yeah, the earlobe. I'll yeah. never forget. That. Yeah, just like it the, starts with the. He's inva- a bit of a close talker. But but that's the thing. It starts <laughs> with the invasion of privacy. You could go one. You're the only two people in the whole bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You could go one urinal over. Yeah, I think there's. He's like trying three, to. Yeah. Prove a point in saying I'm there for you. Yeah. This is how I express my emotions as an open man and all this stuff, and I'm trying to be open with you. But it's so socially inappropriate, even between two men privately oh, in a bathroom. It's so it just it's just like un- inappropriate and uncomfortable. And then he just takes it the extra mile because he doesn't he can't read Ben Stiller's response at all. Yeah. He just has no like filter for any of that kind of stuff so it's great it just takes it all the way and that works because like look maybe it's because i'm a guy and i've used and you've done this before i've done that in a urinal to somebody (laughs) no but like you know like you're a guy and you know how gross you can be with all the noises and stuff in the bathroom so like it's it's (laughs) that it's more relatable to me than getting ibs in a in my first date's house and having to like ruin her $200 loofah and you know what I'm saying grandmother embroidered hand towel yeah like I just feel like there's a way to do the gross house stuff where it works and it doesn't and I feel like this worked um this is the only time for me it worked in the movie by the way in that in like the toilet scene did you know it's a gross out scene but then cut to the water and it's crystal clear water yeah they they pull punches a lot I'm glad that's what I'm saying (laughs) saying, yeah like you just said that's a perfect they pull punches it's just like it's so again it's like almost weird in that sense I don't want to see that but at the same time you're making this situation yeah Yeah, you're gonna do it without poop like you had the idea but you're not gonna fully execute it and that's what I feel like this movie is a lot of where it's just like it goes halfway with a lot of stuff, and that's how I feel like a lot of scenes just it drop wants to out. It the best of both worlds, where and that's where like it fails sometimes. Yeah. But after that scene, we get <laughs> back to Sandy, and we get one of his better lines. Of, oh, yeah. Because, uh, well, Ruben is watching the wedding video, and then Sandy comes in, and this is the first time he's seen him, uh, Ruben, since he's back, and this is also when we meet... Uh, his camera got, crew. His camera crew, so we got... Judah Freelander on uh, camera and um, Kevin Hart. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Boom. Yeah, and Kevin Hart on Boom. So they come in, and this is where uh, Ruben learns about that that he's you know Sandy's having a e true Hollywood story f- uh, filmed of him, which and is which was awesome. Yeah. That like before you find out the twist to that is like the most hilarious thing. Like, because you know that happens. Like these childhood stars yeah, yeah. get like these reality shows and all this kind of thing. So I just thought that was a really clever um, like addition to his character in this movie, <laughs> and believable too because of how like yeah. he, he built himself up. Something that I forgot, like first time I saw this movie, that was hilarious to me. Something I take for granted now that twists because oh, it's the best in now. The end. I, now I know it. So oh my god! Uh, but when you don't know it, it's like one of the funniest damn things yeah. Like yeah. ever. That he's lying the whole time <laughs> yeah, about yeah. having yeah. any huge these guys. Like just oh, for Ben so Stiller. Good. Like that's just what, that, that's what makes for his like arc really good, and then that's also what makes me go and 
and think like I want the Sandy Lyle movie. Yes, that, <laughs> want... that yeah, that that made me feel like we are following He's the wrong the mo- guy here. That he is the movie. Is the most fleshed out character in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we we have talked about this before, Kyle. His outfits, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's a guy who likes to choose his wardrobe, even back to oh, the so he wore that lime green, whatever the Dougie Jones suit that he put on. Like All this one scene where it looks like he stepped out of Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the in the art gallery scene. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I mean, and and like what he, he's wearing in this scene is hilarious, and it's just. Even again, you alluded to the cummerbund thing. I know he didn't like choose that exactly, but that's a reshoot. I don't know if we said that, but that's no. Yeah. So that's a reshoot. The the wedding scene at the beginning. Um, he admitted that he was at his fattest while filming this. Philip huh. Hoffman. He was in his worst. Well, shape. I think at that time probably was the interview, right? I don't think this. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I think he was. Okay. You know, yeah, made possible. So at two, sure. in 2004, he admitted that at, that at that least was, at that point. I'm yeah. not, we'll we'll compare his fattest level, but I feel like he's in decent shape. Um, the rest of his life, he goes up and down a little. Towards the end, and I think it was because maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah, possibly towards the end. But he was in pretty bad shape, and then he got Capote not far after this, and he started losing weight. And then they had to reshoot the wedding scene, uh, so they actually had to put him in a fat suit. They need to reshoot the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they had to put him in a fat suit for this Everyone scene. Everyone just picks on my voice. Oh, oh nice. They're doing, doing Capote. They're, yeah, they're doing Capote. <laughs> yes. Back to Polly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so his wardrobe choices here are just amazing. Even what he wears when he's, and we'll get into the scene too, even what he wears like on stage, like his uh, Judas costume. And then I love that when they leave that, then he's just wearing a sport coat over it, but still tight pants. Yeah, still tight pants. How about his apartment? Oh, where, God, yeah. Which I didn't catch until I was uh, redo it, rewatching all of his scenes after watching the movie. I just rewatched all of his scenes. And Talk I was about like, an 80s apartment. I was like, oh my God, I missed like... I must have just heard this scene the first time and not paid attention because I missed like the beautiful visuals that he lives, like With hot pink neons. His cry yeah, it's basically like a Spencer's gifts, right? <laughs> it's got like all the crazy crap from the eighties. Just you can like, tell when he got everywhere. his money. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> carried everything over since eighty-five. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, so again, just to go back to that, that Ruben's watching the wedding tape. I uh, love it, and then right away, uh, because. Sandy has something always to say, and again, in, in like he wants to help Ruben, he wa- wants to get him, he wants to bring him to this art gallery showing that night, bring him out into the public, and he sees Lisa's face and he pauses it, and shows that sh- when Ruben says like, "Oh, this is my wife" or whatever line specific line he has, he's like, "Look at that face," you know, like mm-hmm. sh- she is terrified. He's like, "No, that's just that's just a smile," and this is when we first get like, "I'm a student of acting." <laughs> and then I love just thinking like, it, it right? thinking it, liar. Yeah, you've used that line before. With, uh, I know a lot of liars, <laughs> people that lie, or people, people, everyone lies, and so it's just fantastic again in that moment to just be like liar, <laughs> and it's just like the emphaticness of it. If that's oh, and then that's the thing. <laughs> anyone could mail in. I think emphasis. Anyone can mail in these roles. You know, they're easy comedy yeah. roles. He's hilarious, but you also feel like he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're connecting so much with this guy, even it though, is, he, like you said, he's a douche. It's a little scary because you almost I almost got the sense halfway through the movie, like, is he playing himself? Like, I hope not. But if you know, it's like it's certainly... Yeah, it's like when you see Pacino he, in, like, a lot of movies being like, oh, he's just doing Pacino. 
Like, I wonder, it's like, are we seeing the real Hoff? Like, I finally? Don't so. no. I don't In think this so. Un- moment, Unchained. The, I think the theater side, he's taking everything yeah. he knows and just yeah, bringing yeah. it. it feel, yeah, it's an it's, amalgam it's, of all, like, the horrible yeah. people It's he nobody knew. we know. No, no. But it feels like something yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, he, it, and it also so feels like... People that would react that yeah, way. So know. Good. Like, yeah, and like a, you know, a childhood... Like, the, all those... Like, you take a childhood star and, you know, what you hear about the stereotypes about child actors and what you hear about like theater actors, <laughs> right? And you combine those two, you oh. get like the most explosive personality you could probably imagine. And you know what's interesting? All his accolades, all his like drama work, here he proves that he can do comedy. Yeah. And pretty much he can prove, when you do that, you can prove he can do whatever the hell he wants. And the way he just... How the hell, again, are we just, like, relating to this guy and quoting this guy? And even people, like I said, like my aunt, who's not a film uh, person, just, like, falls in love with this character. We just fall in love with this this loser. And, oh, my, I could go on forever. He's freaking (laughs) awesome. It's an art opening for this Dutch guy, Yost. Oh, man, I'm so freaking horny. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on. It's just, I mean, well, also before playing this clip, before we started recording, we watched the outtakes, and people, if you watch the outtakes of this movie. Oh, yeah, that's a, there's like an extended scene on that. Oh, my God. It keeps going and going. I'm so horny. (laughs) Yeah, but just like, this is a crowded elevator. Yeah, it's crowded freight elevator going to this, like, modern art like Big gallery exhibit. showing and he knows the this Dutch Dutch come on he knows the Dutch guy was Yoast. <laughs> <Is it Yoast? laughs> his and art his art is it sucks shit, but, but his pot's great. Yeah he used to sell me some good pot. Some great pot and then oh oh I'm so horny. It's just like he is <laughs> Sandy is Sandy's he, world is Sandy. Yeah, he's yes. got no filter. Like, you live in his world. No you know? awareness. Yeah, either, no know? awareness yeah. of the, the surroundings or any of that. Right. Like, yeah. no matter what, like... That's where he and he, I differ. I definitely... I'm like, I'm he like, is I'm the aware. star of your movie. And those like, of you out there, if you believe that Kyle has the awareness, he says, let us know. If you don't, also let us know. We'll, you know, we'll take a little poll. <laughs> and, and if you don't know, then clearly, you didn't have that awareness. <laughs> I don't know. Deep. <laughs> you know. You know the saying, like, everyone's the star of their own movie. I feel like Sandy is the star of all of our movies. Like, yes. you interact with him, and he takes over, mm-hmm. and, like, upstages you, and all that kind of stuff. It's great. It's yeah, like, it's a, this is, again, this is Ruben's movie, and in a sense, Ben Stiller's movie. Yeah. He can't help upstage yeah. everything about it. It's very meta. <laughs> so, so this art gallery scene. Is we just, finally yeah. meet Polly. We meet, yeah, we meet Polly. Polly Prince. What is the art here? It's like it's legs. Yeah, Polly Prince. It's like legs. Yeah, with with rat, bunny rabbit heads. Rat, rabbit oh heads yeah, yeah. Whatever. I didn't even really pay attention. Which, to if you saw a poster Monday, that was one of the props in the really weird poster that we posted. Yes. So, uh, so Kyle, would you do this? This is a good question for you. You and your friend, recently single friend, walk into a party. Sandy says to Ruben, oh, I'm going to be there for you. Ruben literally turns around and he's gone to another part of the party. Because no, I, I pride myself on being <laughs> a, a good wingman and I will take like a, a hit again. So like that's, there we go. Like, that's right. where like Sandy, you know, like all you guys differ. You know, Ruben turns away for a second and then Sandy's not there. He's like, like Batman. Love, he's just gone. You know, come on. Like I am the king of FOMO. 
fear of missing out if you don't know the acronym. And true, true. I, like so, at this thing, like I want to see, like if it was you and me or whatever friend at this art gallery, like I want to see their reactions, and I want to, like I, I'm totally, especially in that situation of. Ben Stiller, like, getting him out in that world. Like, nothing would make me happier than my friend's marriage failing and him and I hanging out again. <laughs> <laughs> Telltale words of all Kyle's friends who are married or getting married. because yeah, he I'm more wants fun your than marriage. women. Yes, he wants your marriage to fail. <laughs> That's my also, also, if Kyle, you do, if you do have a plan on getting married, yeah. nice, ad- nice thing for your wife to yeah. know that. You... I bet her friends are more fun than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. It's like, honey, I want a divorce. That's okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you want to stay in the house still, though? That's just a lot. My friend, my friend Joe just got divorced, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but again, I love, and like you said, we have the meet cute, I guess, between. Uh, kind of. So you know what? This is, wait, this is the meet cute. It's not a meet cute. She's like, I know that guy. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, that kind of the pissed remember me. cute. That pissed me off. <laughs> Uh, because then she comes over and it's like, hey, remember me from like 30 years ago? Like, so that's, and then yeah. he, and, and, and wait, wait, yeah. but he's like, he's like, I don't, I don't remember you. Oh, okay. I think I remember you. And then he finally he's like, oh yeah, I remember you because like, how different do you look in seventh grade? Like it definitely, it's the name he remembers, yeah. not like the look or anything. But she nails it from like across the room. She, uh-huh. she like zeroes in on him well, and is like, I know that guy. Good with faces. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. she's good no, at knowing again, what so you were going to look like okay, and, as an but, adult. Um, but this is fantastic because I will, I want all of that backstory just for the line that we get later on. Because again, she's a free spirit and she has like artwork on her lower back, and we get Phil's in her hospital. Oh, she has like, a tram stamp. Yeah, but we said yeah, but it's yeah, but it's like tasteful. I don't know. <laughs> she got it in Australia and doesn't even know like how or but what. But we get Phil's in Hoffman saying, "Mathletes don't wear body." Body artwork like yeah, that. It's, it's all of that. I accept for that. Well, he—he's he, super uh, judgmental. I, 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 you're not this. You're not this. He's definitely a misogynist. Yeah, you know, he's definitely like. No, besides me thinking that women aren't fun, this is. <laughs> Wait, you don't <laughs> yeah. think women are funny? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, fun, I know. he funny. said fun. He said fun. fun. Oh, 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 oh. He said oh, fun. I thought you did that. Okay, and then yeah. no, 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 that, that's better, and <laughs> and that's a joke. But no, let's like. I think just guys have more fun with guys, and women have more fun with women. We're tongue and cheeking a lot of this, people. Okay, do not like. Do not put. I'm Kyle, not saying anything. Do not put <laughs> Kyle on the, this cross here. It's it's by the end of this podcast, I'm going to probably stop defending you so <laughs> regardless i we do miss one key i guess gross outline yeah um oh wait oh the yeah the whole reason they need to leave yes yeah. <laughs> well this Kyle, is also the point like yeah well this is okay so he s- says the line and ben stiller learns at this moment just like in other movies where like the, I, I i'm sure this was this wasn't the movie that like introduced this word to like, into the lexicon, yeah. like the girlfriend I, it experience. Made it it, I yeah. think it, I think it definitely, it definitely like crossed okay, it over okay. into the mainstream. Think about how many people saw this film. Like, so yeah, um, Sandy comes up to Polly and Ruben while they're having a conversation, and <laughs> he, just, he just clearly wants to go. And when he gets Ruben, you know, separated from Polly, and Polly needs to continue waitering. He makes Ruben aware that he is sharded, which is when you try to fart and a little shit comes out. He literally explains it. And, 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 and Ben Stiller's like, you're the most disgusting person yeah. I ever know in my entire so, life. I, I want to play this clip, but right now, because this movie just has so many great things, do we want to do like a little... No, I would just, since we're like set it up so much, I would just play this clip. Let's just hear him say it, people. 
What happened to you? Hey, Ruben, I'm in a situation here. We have to leave now. Well, no, can we stay a couple more minutes? Uh, dude, no. This is serious. I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and a little shit came out. Oh. I just sharted. Right now, let's go. You're the most disgusting person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> okay, so I read a review. I'm not going to take credit for this, but I agreed with it. But I read a review that said this line makes the character because he could have totally played this like comedy and like the delivery. You he's, hear the yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah. He's terrified of what he, just it's, occurred. It's yeah. honest. Because almost, it's I almost like, feel like it's this, method. Like he no. really shit his pants. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, he he had himself glued oh. to a chair in Red Dragon. <laughs> Now he is because just like sharded a bit. I I mean Ooh. it's I it's so believable. It's and amazing. Just, it's the most honest so, moment in the whole movie. So honest, clo- exactly. So close to him. It's the most honest be- be- before just pretty much like the end when he has his revelation because of Ruben's father. But this is, and that's why I think it almost he is also terrified because it's such this vulnerability that I think it Keyword. brings him yeah. back down yep. to realizing I'm not the stupors like. Uh, all right, really stupid tangent right now, but the movie, the interview, and you know Kim Jong Un, like okay, in that, okay. they say like, oh, he doesn't defecate, like he doesn't pee or poo, yeah, 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 because he, because th- then the whole thing is like, right, he thinks he's God and that yeah, whole thing, kingly. Cut, go to dude, this. I, he thinks that he is just like uh, so. Honestly, uh, that little shard dude, I was, has reminded him. Oh, he's just a kid from the '80s that played a bagpipe. You have, I was just gonna go to yeah. the same place. Like you I know, you know the book "Everyone Poops." Yep, <laughs> exactly. Like the Queen yeah. of England takes a shit every yeah. day. You know what I mean? And it drags you back. That it's the Great Equalizer. Mm-hmm. It makes him realize yeah. he's no better than that Everyone, person yeah. or that person Super, and like, that person. They're all probably better than him. Poop. Right, because at this moment he actually sharded his yeah. pants, and everyone else could keep it together. It, it's it's. Wish I could have seen this movie in smell vision <laughs> <laughs> Called John but, Waters. And like, Kyle, you, you said vulnerability. This is something we always say about him as an actor. Yeah. His honesty and a vulnerability on screen. Yeah. You, when you do a <laughs> dumb comedy like this... <laughs> Sorry, just, we, again, we have the film on in the background. Just look at that outfit. The gut hanging out. This is when he's fat. The gut yeah. hanging out of his... Just when wonderful. he was in, it's when he, when they were in uh, Sandy's apartment. So it's just like, yeah, it's perfect. When you do a dumb comedy like this, again, so easy to mail it in, especially yeah. if you're an actor, you're up and coming, you have like cool things coming up. He doesn't do that, and no. he takes it seriously. And again, we're talking about sharding. We're talking about a freaking I, uh, sharding line yeah. as one of the most honest lines. But that's like the only way. I, uh, I. Have? I, have. I, have. I have. I have. All right. We're now we're going into tangents. What were you gonna say? No, that's not. It's no, just going well, to the poopy. <laughs> that that made me forget what I was gonna say. No, I'm but sorry. That's okay. No vulnerability. Phoning it in, mailing it in. Kyle once again had to be the star of this show. <laughs> I just thought it was a valuable question. Okay. Mike Manzi has has a has an intelligent point. I can't have remember. You ever it? Sandy Lyle. Uh, oh, Sandy oh Lyle. no! But like, okay. So what I feel like is that to him, it doesn't. It's not a comedy. It doesn't matter. It's not. He's not playing it like a comedy. He's playing it as if this is just a character in a drama, and he's got serious neurosis, yeah. and he's wow. got issues, I and love that. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and. It's not like he would play this any differently if there was, uh, if this was, um, 
you know, uh, if Ben Stiller was addicted to heroin in like Permanent Midnight and this was his best friend, I feel like he'd be giving the same performance. I, well, it's I the character. Let's, let's, it's the person it's that he's cut creating. out Sandy's scenes and take out like silly music moments and put it together as a short film. And yeah, I, I want to see what that that would be no, amazing. I, I think that's a great, great point you just yeah. made. I think that is totally. You're right. I don't think it changes. I don't think he cares about not when I say cares. I don't think no, it matters I, to him who the director is. Yeah, I don't think it matters to him what genre mm-hmm. it is. This pay, is going back to what even Amos was sharing. Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think find the essence the of the head. person yeah. of the character, and it's just like I'm like this is my <laughs> role. Yes, <laughs> I am playing this character. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you write this in a Vietnam War movie as like out of place as it is, and he yeah. probably wouldn't do it because like uh, it's very the, out of place. But like he's but, like, still this, playing. It if the same this was the character. This is how it would yeah. come out. Yeah. And at the same time, what was your sharding experience? Like? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was hung over at work. No, no, When no. I worked at All Tower right, Records. No, no, no. We're All right, not. but let's make yeah. it rain, because next is B-Ball. Oh, make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's let it rain, by the way. Oh, is it? I think it says yeah. both, though. No, then, no, then and then he, he also says, says, says Rainmaker. Let it rain. He says rain dance. Rain dance. White chocolate. White, <laughs> white chocolate. <laughs> So, yeah. Raindrops. <laughs> this is a classic scene. What he's wearing in this scene is great. Everyone knows this basketball scene, and it's yeah, that was a I big commercial. Kind of want to. Like, I'm not in uh, peak physical shape right now, and I don't like shaving my beard. But what a fantastic obscure Halloween costume! This could be. <laughs> I think I thought you were gonna say like it's been a long time, but you want to play pickup ball again sometime. Uh, but, like I used to. I remember when I was oh man, just like ten years ago, I was in enough shape to just run out on the basketball court and play for an hour or two, but. <laughs> I would not. I would probably have a heart attack if I tried to do that now. <laughs> so, uh, I've seen this movie too many times. The scenes are like in a different order for me. Which yeah. basketball scene is this one? This is when Ruben tells Sandy that he wants to take Polly out, and this is when we get the mathletes. Don't wear body artwork like that. Okay. And it's a much, nice little buddy buddy combo. Yeah, they and then we get the two on two pickup game. Yeah, because there's another basketball it's scene. Sasquatch. Yeah, there's a yeah, yeah, it's like a clip. It's a like it's look. like a this mini is scene. Maybe something you'd criticize. That was a very fat. Like <laughs> yeah, scene I did fat. have an issue with that. <laughs> so this game, like we described, it's like that the hairy chest yeah, guy. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Why? <laughs> my favorite line of this game, and I'm I sure do, you have yep. some. I mean, no, no, no. Like, I know exactly what yours is gonna be. Uh, what? No, okay. What? What do you? No, you say it first, then. Okay, it's uh, when he's just like when Ruben wants to change partners. Yes. Like, no, I've got this guy figured out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just trying to break this guy's code. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you know me too well. Maybe we've talked about this. No, I just it's, yeah. It's, it, it, it's it's so amazing, and it's just like again, and then right after that, you learn that about Sandy. Right after that, he the guy passes him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, oh. I think that that was totally like I don't want to cover the shirtless hairy dude either <laughs> kind of thing. I think it was, but I also think like he old school. I think he honestly <laughs> believed. Oh yeah, that's another one. T T. I'm burning my lungs. We will include a lot of these. Yeah, we're gonna do. Yeah, we'll do like a little clip montage at the end if that's cool. Yeah. Oh man, so many lines. But okay. And just to keep this moving along, after this, this is when we... Oh, he yeah. runs into her on the street. Well, then first he meets Leland Van Lu out in L.A. Oh, he does that. Okay, just one one criticism of this. Did we First of all, did we need to know that it was L.A.? Does it matter? Because like, it has the plane landing. It says Los Angeles. It, it yes. makes no difference that he's bi-coastal and all that kind of thing at all. Absolutely I, I not. I feel like, oh, it was, this is like classic overthinking, and we've done this when we've been on, the few times we've been on production, where it's like, oh, well, they're going to see L.A. buildings here. 
uh, like what we have to justify somehow how they go to L.A. and that doesn't matter in this. Kind I don't of film. feel like they really did the that character justice as far as showing him to be like a risk assessment. He's an extreme sports guy. It's not like you he's uninsurable just because he's a base jumper. I feel like we needed to see him do like. Well, it's Way base jumper, but then also funnier, he, like, crazier. releases too late and he lands in a tree. So it's like he's a guy. And, he goes deep sea diving and gets a, only a flesh wound because of the great white. So he's a guy that does stuff. You hear about gets, it, though, yeah. but I want to see him. He's an Australian stereotype. I want to see him volcano yeah. luge. I want to see that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you hear a lot about the shit he does, but we don't see the funny stuff that we he want does. We want a snake instead of a ferret, and we want volcano luge. You're writing a way different movie than I would. I suppose. But, yeah. Volcano Luge. No, so you're correct. It's that he calls Polly and then he goes, little creeper mode. The, but little? Not only that, he goes, uh, she's like, oh, you ever get married? And he's like, nah, never decided to get married. Meanwhile, he's still married to the wife that left yeah, him. Yeah, we should say that like there's only like two weeks have passed or yeah. a week has But it's passed. not even, I don't care how much time it is. It's like she asked if you've ever been married and you say no and you just got married two weeks ago (laughs) once she finds out she's really like that's like almost where you go like i mean some people might call it like foolish or like weak writing but like for her it's just like her heart's so big she's like oh my god only two weeks ago like right i thought that that was gonna be a bigger issue i almost thought that that was gonna be a breaking point i thought that they would come home and deborah messing would be there and it would all come out for the first time that he was married to her and she'd never want to see him again and then but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, so she lives in Soho in this film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Soho looks so grimy. Then, I and, love it. And that's not even that long ago. No, but it's, it's got to be years also. Time, but this is not like Amos it's, Poe it, Soho. No, no but know. it's been it's been production valued up a bunch. Yeah. Like you know they they see like all the stuff on the poles and all the I'm sure a lot of this is production value. Nancy, you'd appreciate this. This is like the same neighborhood as Hannah and her sisters. Yeah. When they're like I've been around Yeah, no no but I'm saying like it's similar in terms of like the waif kind of character lives in this neighborhood. Oh, I hear what you mean. Like the like I think the parallel to that. I don't think they tried to do that, but I think it that like maybe like a New York film. Isn't even like well, uptown waiting for people around that area. Yeah, it's similar like that. And then also uptown downtown, like you know, yeah, old school regional difference. No, now maybe not so much, but movies it matters absolutely. Like, but you hit on a good point. Michael Caine's like waiting. Michael Caine. Michael Caine's waiting for her. We were waiting to do that. So it's all day six day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's waiting for like pretense he bumps into her. Ruben does the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. It's way too much of like a coincidence to not. Yeah. I, it must be one of those things mm. where it's like I'm writing a romantic comedy. Let me watch all the romantic comedies. Or I love. it's just that Hannah and her sisters are so fucking good, and you, the guy's probably seen it a lot of times that it was just a moment That's stuck true, in too. his head. Like, anything I write, you could find Hannah and your sisters in probably. So like I mean, but whatever, it's here. Yeah. Yeah, and so before the date, we get the Jesus Christ Superstar uh, rehearsal scenes, and I mean, just another moment of understanding what Sandy is. He's, well, we kind of said it before, but the guy from uh, Heroes, he is playing... Jesus, and I just love (laughs) seeing... I just love seeing... I'm playing Jesus. You are (laughs) Judas. You are Judas. (laughs) I love seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman perched, like, perched, <laughs> and just uh, ready, yeah, like in this tight black like 
turtleneck and these like gray. And, and he's wearing the um, he's wearing the uh, satanic star around his neck, right? Like because yeah. yeah. he's Judas, so he's got the star of Satan <laughs> thing hanging. <laughs> We, I'm surprised we didn't segue into our fa- favorite Judas ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. <laughs> you mean Harvey Keitel? Yes, Harvey Keitel in Last Temptation of Christ. Build me a table, Jesus, instead of all these crosses. <laughs> another podcast. I mean, I <laughs> the buzz tell me what's podcast. happening. What's the buzz telling me what's happening? <laughs> I mean, Brian, you and I like bonded quickly over <laughs> Harvey Keitel as Judas for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know, but it is it is hilarious. <laughs> So I've and never seen Jesus Christ Superstar, but I've heard the music. Uh, but I've never actually seen it. And no, I haven't either. I'd like to just to get it's more out of it. this moment yeah. here, just to see like the the, the the Judas stuff and everything. It is just it's ridiculous. Like I mean, it's it's a great it's a great musical, but yeah, no, it adds like I've seen it. it there was something. there was a movement again. This is total tangent. There was a movement of like religious musicals that were popular. There's like yeah, yeah. this. What's the one that they quote not quote they sing in a Wet Hot American Summer. Godspell. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like a Joseph one. Like oh, even, Joseph even, and the Amazing Technicolor yeah. Dream. There's just a lot of like trippy <laughs> And not even that Jesus. this is a religious one, or but like, even just like it's at the time of like hair. Yeah, hair. hair. Uh, their hair style. Yeah. Like no pun intended there, but their hair styled religious musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> it was just like the counterculture hippie love movement too that really yeah. was marketable. Basically, we're like, how can we market this shit <laughs> as, true. like, a corporation? <laughs> and here we are with Phyllis and Hoffman walking down the street, so casual. Yeah, that is the next Ruben. scene. Like, and, as, as you said, Kyle. Yeah. And this is where we learn Ruben, Ruben has irritable bowel syndrome. And because Sandy pretty much Which, calls it. So, oh. I, don't, I don't mind that he has IBS, but isn't that something you set up when they're in the kitchen in the beginning during the credits at the wedding where he's making the cake, doesn't shouldn't Sandy be like, now are you sure this cake isn't going to mess with your IBS or, no, or the food? That's, okay, too, that's, or, too, that's too long before the Middle Eastern scene. This is Yeah, but this, don't you want to put that gun on the wall, you know, so that you could pull it off later? Like, you, you want to you wanna have it, you want to set that up as early as possible. Yeah. No, you know, I, not, I know not the saying. scene before it that's happens. That's a good suggestion. I like that suggestion of yours better than the snake. <laughs> or even if they're at the wedding and they're eating their food to have Deborah Messing go like, honey, you can't eat that. Like, why would you have food at it your wedding? It seems like something they eat? should do. Yeah, it should be a little more set up. But. So we played the elevator. We're going to do a montage. And I know we definitely want to play the boardroom scene, but do we want to hear his advice to Ruben? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think people need the play-by-play. Let's just play this. Let's yeah. do it. Thank you. Yeah, I doubt it'll get this far, but if she turns out to be easier than I thought... There's something you need to know. I'm not a virgin, Sandy. No, not technically, but times have changed since you were last single. Now listen, when I'm making out with a girl for the first time, I like to give her a little spanking. What? Nothing violent. You just tap her real light right on the cushion and say, hey, I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. Listen to me. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Listen, don't be shy. It's this little tap. It's like saying, I'm your daddy. I'm not going to tap her. Brings him right back to childhood. Trust me. It's probably in your hands after that. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about this. I mean, <laughs> really? I feel like this could be one of those defining moments of my life or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually think it's not going to work out, but I'm pulling for your rube. 
man. Just from like All the right. blotting of the grease. On yeah. The so I mean, so. there's the, obviously the visual gags here of him. Like you heard him say, "Oh, that's the best part," and just seeing the grease dripping off of Ruben's plain slice onto a slice of like sausage or pepperoni that. Uh, Sandy has already put oregano, parmesan, <clears throat> red pepper, just like all the man after my own heart, putting like every everything everything on it, garlic, and then he has the extra. That's the best part. <laughs> I like how they punch the end of that scene. By the way, like oh by the way, what restaurant are you going to? And he's like Al Hafez. Yeah, that's you funny. Know? I like that cut. Yeah, that's a good joke. And then they just jump to the Middle Eastern thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, this is might get a little gross, and if it's too rated R, please just let me know. Um, but I, it kind of bothers me that... All right, I don't even know if I want to say this, but it kind of bothers me that he's eating the Moroccan food, and he's grossed out how she has her hands all over it. Right, because that's how you eat it. That's how you eat it, yes. Yeah. But Kyle, and you be the authority on this, because you, you date more than I do. But Sure. If you're intending to sleep with a woman... Sex can be a very gross thing, right? Oh, it's disgusting. So, like, it's fantastic, but it's disgusting. Wait, so you're saying don't eat Moroccan food no, before no, 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 having well, sex? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to go but with. Like, just, he's no, clearly make, not getting no, laid that spicy. night. It's spicy. Make sure to wash your hands afterwards because if you put your hands yeah, in yeah, yes, place, that's not what I was going to say. Feeling but, like, you, when you are making love with another person. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, um, yeah. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Let's you, talk about sex, baby. Aren't you, like, condom. exchanging bodily fluids in a lot of places, touching them in different places? Yeah, everywhere. Right? Yeah. So, like, is it really that gross if she's touching the food you're eating, considering you, a part of your Brian, I think what you're forgetting here is that we're living in a only three years post 9-11 world. No, 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 no. Here's, here's, okay, I think I finally nailed my problem. He needs to be a germaphobe. You nailed your problem? We're talking about sex money. Yeah, true. Maybe, <laughs> oh, my problem is, too big. I mean, they don't make it clear that he's a germaphobe. But, but that's what they needed to do. That's, because that's what he's playing. He's this neurotic germaphobe who hates dirty stuff and won't eat with his hands and all this kind of thing. But he's saying he's not doing it because it's a risk and he doesn't want to risk it. <laughs> but if that were true, I don't feel like he'd ever date well, her or okay. do anything. So, But then to go into – we don't get that as much. So like this scene doesn't work. But then you said you liked more like the peanuts because at that point, then he gives the stats. Behind. Well, yes, just in, in, in as far as showing growth of his character for what we have to work with. Like the – well, he's Deck, more, but Deck. he's also more open with her at that point. So I think at this point, he totally doesn't want to freak her out. At the, at the same time, clearly you know you're sweating. Well, clearly you're, he's sweating profusely. I mean, he's also a lying dick because like <laughs> he's keeping the fact that he's married. But also this stuff. Like, why don't you just tell her I have I uh, have to go home? Yeah. I have a stomachache. We just do this another night. Even our guy Sandy, home. yes, yeah, Sandy. Sandy, says Sandy that suggest- later. he's like, what is so it? you're alluding yeah. to the the following scene. His stomach hurts. And yes, he's like, oh, I drank a lot of water. So you go, they go up to Polly's. Great apartment. first date. Come on, like I mean, again, I date a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, if nice. you get up to the apartment, you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, she, he invites, she invites him up, and he just like, like he's like, oh, I, I drank a lot. Let me go to the bathroom here, and just no. No. I mean, it's no, because it's just like, it, it's yeah. movie logic at if that point. Yeah, if you're feeling it, I'm sorry, go home, cut your losses. See, I thought they were going to cut from the him in the bathroom not being able to find a stall to him in his house, like, shitting his brains out, and then, like, her calling on the answering machine, like, what happened to you? I missed well, you. Well, how about this, right? That's a good point. He has a nice apartment. 
Yeah. She's like, oh, do you want to go back to my place? I was like, no, how about we go back to mine? Maybe she said she didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I don't know, but she doesn't But we don't have that scene. Yeah, we don't have that scene. Did we ever learn where he, like, again, I know it's New York and you can get around pretty easily, mass transit, whatever, but, like, if the place was right by her apartment, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, I'm sure, but, I mean, be, like, if I'm if I'm in this situation... Yeah, you take like, a cab yeah. to oh, my Oh, let's house. grab a cab, you know, yeah. we'll go to my place, like, and, because I feel like she would be the type to say, like, oh, okay, cool. Right, like, yeah, she's very roll with it kind of thing. Plus, yeah. we find out that, like, <laughs> this is hilarious, actually. This is something I felt like they should have emphasized a bit more, but I like that they touched on it. He, he like, calls her, her his girlfriend, and she's like, wait, what? Girlfriend? What? Yeah, and they've, like, yeah. been yeah, together for a month and a half or something. Like, I, I thought that was pretty good, that yeah, reveal. So, well, no, I like that part of it, yeah. Like, yeah, just the whole thing. She, gauging she, the situation she, she, so yeah, differently. She forgives him easily, and they go out on this second date. It's kind of like a day date. It's like an early dinner at, yeah. at like, 4 At another foreign at, restaurant. Yeah, at like an Indian place where the mom is, like... And then his parents and, show up. Yeah, yeah. his parents show up, and she... Like it's saying like Native American, like Indian and Indian, but right, right. And then we get the uh, introduction to salsa dancing, but this is and and then they then they even go to her place again and they have a successful. He doesn't have IBS that night for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's right. They actually uh, yeah do do, an, do an, the lambada. He says yeah they salsa in the bed. 50. Salsa sideways yeah. salsa. Yeah. So again, I don't want to get into too much of these salsa scenes. Like mm-hmm. No, me neither, because I don't really like them. No, yeah, I mean they're a little bit like. Yeah, so you well, like it. You said like, you like, <laughs> it, no, you did. It just it shows how meek he is, and it's just weird that they're like, how many traits does he need? Like, um, this is exactly what happened on his honeymoon. He goes to the salsa place with this beautiful woman, and a super sexy guy comes up and is like, "Mind if I dance with your woman?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. Go ahead, man. But, I'll but, be at the bar." Look, I'm kind of into the mom. You shouldn't have a leash. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. You shouldn't but have like, a leash on your lady. Is that no, what no, but you're on a date. Like you should at least put in the effort to dance he, he, with the woman that you brought. I in think it's also the fears come back from Claude with Scuba, and he doesn't know how to react to it. Fair. That's a good it's, point. Yeah. He's having all the characters deeper than we thought. Do. He does confront that guy in the men's yeah. room, and it turns out the guy's yeah. gay. Let's yeah. let's. Just, I just want to end the salsa arc because I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. Okay, okay. He can't dance, yeah. like you said. Right. He, he confronts the guy in the, the men's room. The guy's like, oh, I'm gay. Yeah, and then he like, asks him for salsa lessons. Salsa lessons. And then he surprises Jennifer Aniston with his moves on the dance floor, Later in the which film. really aren't that great. And that's when she kind of falls for him deeper because you said of you the effort. you that cut with the face. Yeah, I think at that moment, I think I mean, just as far as, up. like, her, like, her specifically, all of a sudden she just exudes with, like, her facial emotions and her beautiful eyes, just this joy and this wow, because she's expressed how many, like, it's like an ex- she's dated, yeah. this guy has put in effort. It yes. feels like an acceptance. Okay, yeah, it feels, that's exactly what I got. It's like, wow, look at this, like, he tried to learn how to yeah, salsa he, dance he, and do no, something he, he again, hated. he was a little bit of a jerk, because he was judging and saying, oh, I'm not into this dirty dancing. Yeah, and he was basically saying, I don't like what you like. Yeah. And now he's Spaniard. gone and put through the effort in secret to surprise her with that. And I, I agree. I feel like I know in that moment she's like, all right, I'm not – I'll see where this goes yeah. kind of thing. Like, let's see what this guy's got. Yeah, and it's endearing and all that stuff. But all right. so uh, Okay, now. <laughs> so, and so, well, and again, to go to the uh, scene where after their first sal- salsa mm-hmm. dancing and they go back to her place and they have sex that night – 
he ha- he does a little spanking, which again in that scene that we put the clip we played for you, Sandy gives that great like a little spanking, just like you know who's your dad? Yeah, you know, like a little. You say them to say, yeah, just little, little. But bring them back to childhood. Then and I Such a say all this because it comes to one of my favorite lines, and this as I knew what you were gonna say with. Uh, the basketball scene of your favorite line, you know this is one of my favorite lines. In that sex scene? No, in the scene that, after oh. that, they're playing basketball again. And he's... Oh, and he asked if he slaps her? Yeah, and he, and, he, I, and he's like, oh, she wasn't really into that. Oh, some like, women find it offensive. Some, yeah, some women find that offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thanks for the advice, asshole. You know? <laughs> so, guys... That's the greatest... That, that, like, that, I don't know. Like, there's just obviously so many laughs in this movie... Uh, and watching the outtakes, you guys because he's really totally think. admitted that he's full of shit. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, he, he, he does. He's just like, never listen to me. Like, you know, like I'm there for you. I'm your wingman. So I'm here's what's weird. He called uh, Ben Stiller calls Jennifer Aniston and hangs up, and she calls Star Sixty Nines him. And then the next day in the street, she's like, "Did you call me?" And he's like, "No." Liar. Yeah. Then he goes. Liar. Then then he she he like. Slaps her on the butt, and she's like, "Did you just slap my butt?" And he goes, "No." Cricking the, yeah. it's like liar, dude. It's like I don't understand. Wouldn't the movie be funnier, and wouldn't it lead to more of an awkward situation if he's like, "Don't you like a little slap on the butt?" And then she could be like, "Well, don't you like being slapped on the butt?" And it gets into like this big butt slapping scene or something. <laughs> I don't know. Snakes. But, what was the second thing I that we need improvement upon? And then butt slapping. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it. It it felt it felt like an abrupt end to something I thought that was gonna go on a lot longer. You know, I thought it was like I thought we were setting up. You know, like Philip Seymour Hoffman mentions it at the pizza parlor. He's trying it out. I thought it was gonna become like a running gag, I guess. Yeah. And then it just gets eliminated. Well, and, if and the last scene of the movie is like them like in bed together, that would be the funny thing. But at the end of the movie, we get him being comfortable and naked. Right, but so like that—that that to me, what right. you're saying, like, is like that's like a nice little, you know, uh, it's a moment to get there. It's like yeah. A, yeah, it's a little side quest. So while their relationship is really going well, they go back to Ruben's place, and this is post obviously liberation of the pillows, and everything's going really well, and and Polly was really cool even with the whole Lisa situation, and, and then Lisa's actually in the apartment. She's she's moved like she wants to move back in with Ruben. So what does Ruben do? And this is kind of funny because Jennifer Aniston ra- ran into this on Friends as well. Makes a pros a pros and cons list. <laughs> My God, yeah, this is a Friends episode. <laughs> wow. So uh, in the or the risk assessment. Yeah, the risk assessment. That computer list. program's so stupid. Yeah. It's not a real computer program. Brian. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but just, it doesn't even try to look like something that would be real either. You no. know, like it, it, uh, it's such photoshopped. And even you know, Sandy. There's a scene with Sandy, and he sees what Ruben is doing, and that's that's the scene that we get to see Sandy's like awesome eighties apartment. apartment. Yeah. Yes. And he's eating the bag of lays, and he's like <laughs> sprawled out, and he's got pink neon lights, and like almost in a very monument type of way, just like lights on the Crocodile Tears poster. Oh, that poster. Yeah. You get to see the bagpipes. It's very clear to me. They're making, okay, they're making it very obvious that Ruben is skewing it towards Polly. They must say it like five times. Like, wow, you're really, uh... Yeah. And it's like, okay, we get it, you know. 
I don't know. It's just this is a little yeah. Forced. By her being a free spirit and not being tied down to a job, she'll have more time for kids. When she's yeah, which is such yeah. a, like a freaking. <laughs> I hate thing it to say. <laughs> I'm like, over here just like seething at this part of the movie. Like <laughs> it just blows that like it all comes back to his job and like what he does for a living is like how he's gonna run his life and everything. <laughs> Speaking of the job, I, I keep forgetting to mention this. In the first basketball team scene, he's wearing like an NIA something shirt. Okay. And I yeah. looked it up and that's like the National Insurance Agency oh my job. God. And the second basketball scene, he's wearing like an Endurski and Sons oh, company okay, shirt. Okay. So like I mean he's a real team player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really he's a company hit, man. Really hitting that point home. Hardcore though, dude. Like <laughs> To the point that it's his personality. (laughs) He is a computer program. Yeah. So he runs it through this silly program. Yeah. And the whole thing is that he gets invited by Leland out to like Nantucket on a sailboat. He brings Polly along. And during this, this is also this silly, this big deal, by the way. First time you take like your significant other on a trip or something is like a big deal. So this is like a little bit more. But I got the idea that they were just going out. Sailing for the day. No, but they went to Nantucket. Nantucket. He flew so. them out to Nantucket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's like a billion trillionaire, so I still got the idea well, that like uh, we'd be home in time for dinner. I, I don't know about that, but I feel like, look, this is Polly who couldn't even like make a dinner reservation. Right, you know? right. So and now her, like, she's show going up to the Nantucket. airport on time. Mm-hmm. He's showing her like a little bit of a commitment. Definitely. Yeah, well, he, 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 he makes that comedy. He's like, oh, you're already committing to... Because she invites herself at first and he's like oh you actually want to commit to a plan which is kind of dickish but I mean it's calling her out on her flakiness but uh, on this sailboat because or this yacht sailboat schooner thing and there's this ridiculous the roof shooter uh, there's this ridiculous storm that they get into and through that she it's a metaphor for their fight yes it's what you try to get at, right? <laughs> and she and she sees the laptop, and so this is point being the big. You would think it's just that, like him still being married, like almost the things should be flip flopped. But seeing the comparison list, yeah, I thought exactly like if she wasn't upset that he lied about being married, I don't understand why she's so pissed off that she found this, and like not only found it, but the results are that he wants to be with her. Well, I, like, g- I guess it's I, because I know, it's trying to tie, tie no, her down. it's not cool. Like, I want to emphasize that. Like, what he did isn't cool at all, but, like, and she should be upset, but she should be way more upset at other shit that he's already done. And then at this point, she's so cool about everything, I thought she'd be, I thought it would be better for the movie for her to be more of a risk, find that out, and be pissed off that he thinks that she's risky or something. That makes a lot of sense actually that's one of your improvements that uh, i, I <laughs> got one like. i got one through no, because that i i even remember the when the first time i saw this thinking that's how it was gonna go she, i was like oh she's gonna be more risky but and again does that make it more predictable i guess but like she's gonna be more risky but then in the end he decides on her anyway it, it, it makes it it might be more predictable, but it, it's, it's more also, in line with yeah, where the story better. should go. <laughs> I, and I completely agree with you guys, but the only thing that I'll argue against is because we said this, that he's totally skewing it. So at the same time, we know that she isn't. True, so but then the it's another instance it's of him just, not yeah, being honest. Not, yeah, exactly. like, well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, already, he's just They should just call this movie Liar Liar. <laughs> I've heard of a movie like that. Um, so at this point, Polly, it's just like they're... 
it seems like their relationship is over, and even so, because Ruben decides to take Lisa to uh, the opening, which is in the afternoon. <laughs> well, it's of this it's community it's Hell's Kitchen uh, Regional Theater, right? Or what? Yeah. It, it's like anyone can walk off the street and be a part of this. So I I had the sense that it was just like a yeah. It's like yeah, a, it's, it's like a matinee. It's, yeah, because because even he gets a call from Stan oh, Durski yeah, and says the uh, the either at four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That they have to. He has to. It's so we get our big ending. Day. Something I want to say that pissed me off. Oh, was that like the dancer guy? I don't know his name. Like uh, the Polly's gay friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tango yeah. guy. He yeah. runs into him and he's like, "Oh man." You're too late. Polly's leaving in two hours. Yeah, that's... He yeah. knows that she's exactly leaving <laughs> in two hours. This so it's like, yeah. it's a week... This is, again, this is well, something like that she's we would, like, as kids, now. have thought, well, oh, no, how, like, we need to tell the audience that she's yeah. leaving soon, and there needs to be an exact amount of time. It's like, awesome, because in the beginning of the movie, she couldn't even make plans for dinner, and now <laughs> she's telling, like, her salsa instructor <laughs> that two, her, okay. two hours... That is because his boyfriend plays... It's like Hector, Hector or something? Hector, Hector plays yeah. keyboard. Keyboard in the band. <laughs> of course he does. And then his face... But then, at, at that moment, then Lisa wait, walks up. No, wait, wait, wait. Before that, okay. when he tells that guy that his friend is Philip Seymour Hoffman, did you see the look... On that guy's face when he said the word when the name Sandy, he gives him this look where he's just like, ah, "Fucking asshole!" <laughs> like like <laughs> sure everyone knows because yeah, sure he's heard yeah. from Hector, the yeah. keyboard oh, player wow. I stories. Like, I didn't catch that. Yeah, you, won't, you, won't, you will not believe yeah. what he did today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But and then Javier's face when he sees then uh, that Ruben is just like, "Oh, this is my uh, wife, Lisa." Yeah. Yeah. But. We, we uh, the big moment for our main man. Uh, the play is about to start, but then he goes over the loudspeaker and <laughs> tells everyone that he'll he'll be playing a dual role of Jesus and uh, Jesus and Judas and Judas and Judas. And so then he gets into a physical uh, fight with a hero on stage. <laughs> on stage, apparently, like there's either deleted scene or something that I don't know if it's actually like one that we get to see where it's like a very physical fight. Oh, I didn't like, see that like, footage. Like you, you see, and that I believe is a reshoot because you don't actually see they, any yeah. of the other actors. Right. Yeah. It cuts very quickly when like you see two bodies fall on stage. Yeah. And it doesn't it even actually sound stage. like it sounds like a dub. Oh, okay. Like so, I don't know, but like I wonder I know what the story with all the reshoots were with this. I mean, do you I think, think it was shot it? PG. Oh, from R to PG thirteen. Yeah. Do you think they shot it and then assembled it and was like, we got to go back? And reshoot, I guess. I don't know. It's I don't know. A lot of movies just work in reshoots just in case. Anyway, I hear they're still shooting Justice League, the one that's coming out in like three weeks. Really? <laughs> like, well, reshoots for that movie like went on into the dead of the summer. Yeah. Well, that was a whole. But anyway, <laughs> um, but then we get our the dad's Silent Bob moment. <laughs> it's awesome. Hallway, yes, it is. And he just calls out Sandy. On everything, just like you've been this, you know. No, you were in one movie when you were a kid, and you're like riding that your whole life. Like, he really, like, said some straight, yeah, some straight talk. And through this, Ruben hears his dad almost speaking to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And Ruben decides, he says to Lisa that she's a horrible person. 
and uh, that you know he she there will never be any you know chance of them getting back together. And Ruben runs off, and Sandy chases after him. And Sandy was just so inspired by Ruben's dad's uh, speech. And he, I well, I love his reaction. He's just like, uh, Mr. Pfeffer, I don't even think I've ever heard you speak <laughs> before. Uh, so Sandy tells Ruben he's his wingman. He'll do anything. And Ruben has this huge favor to ask of him. Oh, and that is for Sandy Sanford Lyle to be Ruben Pfeffer's proxy. Yes. <laughs> and, well, without further ado, I think we should just play this epitaph of a scene. Yes. I mean, just to set it up a little further, just again, this is like the like the presentation for Affleck. But, yeah. But all, yeah, and you're gonna start it from him and uh, Alec Baldwin meeting, right? Yeah. Let's In the start hallway. It up there. You got it. That's my favorite dialogue exchange of the entire movie. You're Ruben's proxy? What the hell does that mean? Now, he's dealing with a personal situation, so he asked me to fill in. Now, yeah, relax. I'm a professional actor, and these dudes never know the difference. I, I, I can't freaking believe this. So you're quiet, because I'm trying to prepare. I'm going to vomit. I am so sorry for the delay, folks, but one of our... Senior analyst Ruben Pfeffer had his spleen burst just a few moments ago, and, uh... That's not good. Is he gonna be all right? Oh, God willing, Leland. But anyway, be that as it may, we have uh, Mr. Pfeffer's associate here, Mr. Sanford Lyle, who's been briefed on the case and will present Ruben's recommendations. Thank you, Stanley. complex case. Um, let me see here. Yeah, on the plus side, uh, Leland's blood pressure is pretty solid. And he's uh, at a decent weight, and he looks pretty damn healthy, right? I mean, he's a sexy guy, right? And he is sexually active in the community. Let's not bullcrap each other. On paper, Van Lu is one of the riskiest sons of bitches alive. But people, we cannot sum up a man's life with a bunch of numbers on a computer screen. All right, we all need to look into our hearts and go, do I think this dude is gonna die in a few years or not? Is old Leland here gonna fight off a man with the last name Reaper? First name, who goes by the last name Reaper? First name Grim, or will this face jumping crocodile wrestling, shark diving, volcano losing, bear fighting, snake wrangling, motocross racing bastard die? And the answer is no, friends, which is why myself, Reuben Pfeffer, Stan, and all of us here at Enderby and Friends are willing to lay our asses on the line and proudly recommend that Leland Van Lu receive $50 million in life and health and automobile insurance for a duration of no less than 20 years. What do you think, guys? 
Are you that kid from Crocodile Tears? You're goddamn right I am. I thought so. Impressive presentation. He's insured. Yeah! Congratulations. Hey, bloody ripper. <laughs> Love you, son. He knows who he is yeah. now. <laughs> he has found himself. Oh, what a wonderful scene. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> awesome scene. Uh, quick question. Do you think Ruben lands that client? I mean, in the real world? I Wait, I'm sorry? Do you think Ruben lands Affleck there? If he's presenting. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And then instead of Hoffman? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. It I, didn't... I would like to think so because, mm. again, he was inspired, but he just has he has to go get Polly right now. Yeah, so. I think it's the same presentation, just a different performance. I But here's the thing. I think that the fact that he was in Crocodile's Tears helped a little sealed bit. Sealed the deal? Yeah, sealed the deal. Possibly. And, and I think this is the moment where he for, he accepts who he is. Yeah, I mean... Just the outfit it's in this scene, he's wearing like the rolled-up suit jacket, like over the sleeves are sticking out, rolled-up suit jacket. It's open, and you just assume that it's like too small to be the button. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing then jeans on, and again the gut is just like well, it's like he over. it's like he had to throw together some something that could resemble a business suit well, Ruben, between so he's, like he's wearing Ruben stuff. Yeah, he's right? wearing yeah. Ruben stuff. So it's yeah. like yeah. it's from. The time he gets from Hell's Kitchen to wherever they has to go uptown, it's what he could like cobble together as a costume for a suit. That's <laughs> how I saw it. I mean, just like the, the, <laughs> the throat clearing stuff. He's a sexy I guy, sexually active in the community. Like, and then, <laughs> come on, how perfect is it? Like, at, in, what in Derby and Friends? Yeah, Derby and Friends. Well, I generally like don't like like the uh, throat clearing stuff, but I loved it when he did it. Like I could, I laughed out loud so hard when I watched that. And then oh, just that, amazing. like he's about, you know, aren't you that kid from Crocodile Tears? And he just he's about to like go on his usual. Actually, he doesn't go in the rain. He's like, you know, yep, like says like, no, I'm very much alive. But this <laughs> one, he's just so fired up, and then just catches himself, composes himself. You're goddamn right, I am. And then when Pride. they say, "Yeah," when he's approved, he's approved. He is <laughs> right. When they approve the deal, it's yeah. actually approval of for him as a him person. As a person, even on his acting, even if like at that point he he seems like he's past that and he's accepting, like he won't. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll try teach or something. But maybe he'll just realize that's totally gone, and he's gonna find your an everyday nine to five job and just like be passionate about. You know, <laughs> I just don't think he'll live in the past. I think it's one of these yeah. situations where he probably had other acting opportunities, but thought he was too yeah. good for it. And at this point, it's too late. Well, so at this point, we're seeing obviously the we were seeing the fantastic acting of Philip Seymour Hoffman, but at the same time, technically, he is doing a really good job at acting in that scene. Yes, <laughs> right. The character, the character, his final, right, has tapped his back passionate. into whatever. Got him that yeah. role for but Crocodile. But still has these little slips of whatever, the, like fantastic, like just the silence of Alec Baldwin taking the pills, and then his little shift. Oh, sh- his the looks are incredible. He's on the verge of a breakdown. Yeah, and <laughs> the, sh- the hands, the shifting of when he's right. got uh, wrong guy, wrong guy. The shoulders, on the, <laughs> hands on the shoulders of the wrong guy. But what I mean, we only have one 
or we, well, we get that Polly. You know, we have the whole nut scene, but that's that's enough. Yeah, we'll the, to the, nu- the nut scene. Oh, Polly, surprise, surprise! Yeah. Polly left Rodolfo, and yeah. she came back, and Ben Stiller's there, and but she's together. using the key fob finder yes, on, on her finder, ferret. She didn't really go into, uh-huh. which was a dropped setup thing anyway but you could tell there's probably like a lot to do with the keys that got lost yeah, all he, the time he learns to like ethnic food and she uses a gadget that because she, you know that he uses <laughs> but they end up together yes a little coda to the film and so i mean that was our final moment with sandy with Philip. yeah and i mean it was it was glorious bravo terrific man what a great note to go out what on a, yeah what a great character arc for him and arguably get, one of his better character arcs that, yeah but then, we, I mean, Brian, you said, I mean, well, at least music-wise, but did you had a problem with the ending? Or oh, it? no, no, no. I mean, whatever. They're, okay, it's a little too much. Like ben, Okay, so they're in at this part. It's just kind of weird. They Why go, did they go to the same well, place be, on the honeymoon? To no, face his fear? It's because they're with the billionaire dude is treating them for approving the and deal. Go, okay. And yeah, so he it, takes them to St. Bart's, but yeah, I guess chance. you're right. It just turned out yeah, to be a coincidence. If, if, if I was Ruben, I would just be like, nah, I don't want to go to the same place as... Uh, it's a little weird to be like... on the same beach? Same beach. The very same, same beach that you... It's for us. It's not for the film. It's, it's for the audience. Yes. No, so. yeah. It's, yeah, because this time it is in Hank Azaria's bare butt. It's Ben Stiller's Yeah, Ben Stiller's yeah. naked. And then there's so stupid because he's like, oh, I don't think we're going to get married. It's just a parallel thing. You know, it's just to show us... Poor Claude is heartbroken though. Yeah, because they don't get to do school with Is it too late for a sequel? Yeah. It made a lot of money. If you could do instead of along yeah. came Polly, you could do along comes Polly, and they name their daughter Polly. Like she's pregnant, and they have a daughter. Oh, Sandy true. has passed away. Yeah, it is. Maybe they named the daughter Sandy. Along comes Sandy, and <laughs> they named the kid Sandy. At the oh end. man! And it's played by Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know. I'm surprised that they didn't try and juice a second one out. It made so much money. It just, it just didn't get the buzz they wanted. It was a little disappointing buzz wise, but it made so much money. It made so I think much today money. They do Nowadays, so much. it doesn't give. It, it's not whether it's a good movie. It's whether how much money it makes. You know yeah. that it, it's a sequel or not. So many good movies. As of now, I'm looking at Pacific. We're, we're back uh, also at the Cage Club location too. Um, oh, the other one burned down, so it's the only one left right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking that. at a Pacific Rim poster over your shoulder, and that's yeah. a perfect example. Didn't do well here, but did fantastic in China. So what's it's getting out? a sequel? It's getting a sequel. But yeah, and then you look at like. Blade Runner, the new one, like, fucking amazing, but, like, no one's, you know, no box office. It's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, and that's also 30 years ago, so. No, but I'm just saying as far as, like, movies today that are making money, it's not making money. Oh, did money. the new one not do good? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, and it's terrific. So I'm just it saying. Lower, it went, did lower than expectations. Right, and I, I, all I mean is, like, you can't judge a movie based on if it's good or not by how much money no, it makes. No, but I think that they had designs on making this. Right, which like, is surprises like, me even more. Classic. It is a cult classic in a sense, mm-hmm. but. Certainly was not at the time. I could see it being like a like like a sleeper hit. You know what I'm saying? Something that found life on home video and cable. And it certainly has later, but yeah, I don't know. know. It's had an interesting TV. life. The last thing I'll say about the film itself, and then I said this before, and you also alluded to it. I really hate the song that this ends too. Not that I necessarily hate this song. It's just it's so many movies like. The moment of yeah, my love. Oh my! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Townsend. I only like that song in Gross Gross Point Blank. It's in so many movies. It's not Dan in Real Life. Yeah, Dan in Real Life. Steve Carell sings it. So, yeah, I guess final thoughts on the movie. I mean, you kind of alluded to it. You don't like the film so much, but you like Hoffman. Yeah, I love Hoffman in it. And, you know, talking about it, 
I think I'm maybe a little too hard on it. Like, it's definitely better than a lot of romantic comedies and gross-out comedies and other comedies around this time. Uh, I don't watch a lot of them because they just feel like very repetitive and similar and stuff. And what what stands out about this, like, elevates it, you know, as opposed to hurts it. And it's just got great stuff like, like uh, Alec Baldwin and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ben Stiller is is you know, very tolerable in this. Like, he doesn't bother me as much as, like, Meet the Parents or, or other things. Yeah, he's good. His character's just not as, like... like yeah. You, you feel bad for, you know, Gaylord Fokker in, like, Meet the Parents. Cause right. Because he just keeps getting... Ba- but this is, like, this guy's actually... He's closer of, to a real person yeah. than he's usually playing. Yeah. Uh, I like Jennifer Aniston in this... Uh, I don't particularly like her in stuff like i like her as a person and image and everything but like i don't watch her shows i don't watch her movies i don't really you know i don't i don't watch a lot of her stuff i think she's fine in this to be honest the only thing i really can place her in is like leprechaun like, <laughs> before she got her nose like off office space what's the one? Oh right i see early day totally forgot office space oh right she plays the dentist in yeah, that see i don't horrible bosses yeah. i don't think she's especially great in a lot of that stuff but i like her in this and i like her you ever see cake that was the one that she got cake like, didn't see cake yeah, maybe that's cake. all um so it's not as bad as i initially thought but i still don't think it's great but uh, it's got so many great supporting things going on. So, like, it's not the main through story. It's not the main story that I like. It's, like, all of the supporting players that I that I really like that make it worthwhile. Jersey Films, by the way, produces a yes. oh. production. <laughs> um, okay. Kyle, so, I mean, we've talked I, about this a lot. Yeah, I can't really say anything what, else besides... What percentage would you put this at? For you, like Rotten Tomatoes had it, what, 30-something? 25? 25. I I certainly think he, I mean, certainly would imagine you think it's better than that. Yeah, I'm going to put it in, like, the low 70s, but then, like, if, but obviously then just going to uh, Phillips or Hoffman, then that just shoots it up until, like, the 90s for me. It's like, (laughs) no, 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 but I'm, I'm, you know know. what I'm saying? Like, if it's just, like, yeah. I think it's what what's really unique about this movie is him, his role, and he's never done like this type of comedy again. He's never really played anything like this before. I mean, you know, he gets close to at times like stuff you would see Jim Carrey doing. You know what I mean? And I never imagined I'd see Philip Seymour Hoffman do that kind of thing and do it really well. And to the point where I wish he was in like Anchorman or. <laughs> Or stepbrothers, or something else. He like went to the Oscar not f- far after this, so he definitely his career changed. Past. Yes, he became. Yeah, he went much more into dramatic roles, but yeah, but then, I mean, then you have, but you use his like even great like comedic chops in. I mean, future movies like uh, Charlie Wilson's War. And, yeah, uh, so uh, it, which I'll just, be back for. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> oh, so tell her guess that. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I feel I'm. I guess I'm in between you guys, but I'm 100 percent with you, Kyle, on Philip Seymour Hoffman. It to me, it defines like what makes a movie good, right? Is this a piece of art? No. Will I watch this damn thing every time it's on TV? Will it be on in the background? Absolutely. Can I quote this film? Probably. More than any other film. I could probably write the whole outline of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, like, between the two of us, 
right? Or even the three of us You could now. sweet it. You could, like, remake it we, in we, the backyard. Nothing, oh, my God. What do you think percentage of the script we would get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's up? What percentage of the script do you think we would get? Like, uh, an insanely high amount compared mm-hmm. to if we, we all saw Jurassic Park, right? We couldn't get close to it. The script for Jurassic Park. We, you know, we, we get a lot, but I this got that's in here. <laughs> I got that part down. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just something that, like, so... If you want to talk about entertainment, I am thoroughly entertained. <laughs> Is this art? No. Are there holes everywhere? Could any one of us, I think, have done a better job here or there at, like, tweaking things? Maybe. But guys out there, comment. Let us know what you think about this film, because it is so polarizing. Yeah. I know we've talked to well, people. Well, I said it on the last episode. I was going to I was gonna change all you haters around. So. Well, I mean, even I this episode, I've been hot and cold and bipolar about this movie. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, well, it's one of those things that you just have to... Well, also, I think a lot of people, it's a movie. You know when you just don't like something and then like maybe it grows on you a little bit, but you're just like still don't want to admit that you, like, you've opened up to it? Yeah. I think it has a little bit of that factor, and then also... It's another movie that you just have to embrace. Like it has these tropes. It maybe has like some characters that are not, you know, like the best, like fleshed out. But you just have again these, as you said, your favorite part of these great supporting actors yeah. and just or ca- characters, and then you have great actors playing these supporting characters, and that and that and that's where it wins for me, and that's why I will. Like Brian, that's on TV. Whatever part it is, especially I'll know exactly when a Sandy Lyle scene will be coming up, <laughs> and I'll be chuckling, or I I might die someday from watching this movie. <laughs> I mean, you almost I'll be eating a sandwich. Just filming this or yeah. taping this and watching scenes before and at and stuff like yeah, you almost had a heart attack. You were laughing so hard at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's really was. making me worried about my health. But, um, <laughs> uh, death uh, death yeah. by Hoffman? Like, yeah. is that... I'm not in great... I'm sexual in the sexually active, sexually active in, in the, the community, community, but I'm not great shape. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to take you out with a little, a little montage of clips. But before then, Mike... Yes. Let us know. <laughs> a lot of new stuff on oh, Cage, man. Cage yeah, Club. Keep, We've been kind I of have, promoted, promoting it, but... I have a list here. There's so much stuff. I need to list now. Yeah, I mean, please, because we, we, we had a change that we talked about the other day. And yeah, let me first... Well, I know you're... So your your new one is going to be your co-hosting the... Uh, is that Watch the Theron. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean we're, we uh, yeah we, we call it Watch the Throne uh, because oh, the because we mispronounced her name Charlize Theron, but uh, it we we like How the name like like uh, I believe it's Theron like Heron like the bird oh, okay but you're like Gil Scott Heron or yeah yeah no I got gotcha. you uh, so but I don't know we had to kind of like call an audible. And switch up our plans a lot, so we kind of rushed to throw this show together in a lot of ways, and we're still catching up to a degree. But it's been a lot of fun, and we've actually—it's not out until like December, mm-hmm. but we've started recording, and the shows are going to be really good, and they're a lot of fun, and we've been having a lot of fun recording them. So, I, mean, can, uh, so I know I know you're not the co-host of these ones, but. What's so we ha, we have the Zac Efron podcast on, okay. on the network, 
what's up with all these like hunk podcasts? <laughs> yeah, We've got Gosling the and now Channing Tatum, and even to a degree, like Fast and Furious yep. is almost like very hot like, men. Hot men. Yeah, hot men. I mean, you know, uh, the so network just likes what it likes sometimes. Yeah. And I'm glad you're doing a woman. We're open to a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, look. Like, Joey and I, so far, we've only done two actors. The reason it took so long to do a woman is because it took a year <laughs> to do each of these actors to begin with, you know? Like, that's the reason. It's not, she's only the third person we've covered, so I feel like we're doing a pretty good job on that. But Joe and Joe, too, are, like, starting their Magic Mike's podcast, where they cover all the Channing Tatum movies. Yeah. Boyfriend material, where they cover all the Ryan Gosling films. Yes. They ha- yeah, they have definitely. Too Fast, Too Forever, where they watch a Fast and Furious movie once a month for the rest of their lives. <laughs> That's and you're looking at me like I'm kidding. No, but I'm you're not, not kidding. No. And uh, that's a commitment. So, that's a commitment. So, like every so, podcast on the muscle-bound Hank Azaria in this film. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I guess they're going by like you know, there's what eight Fast and Furious movies right now, so that would be considered a lap. And then the, the next lap, they're gonna have guests and stuff, and start doing. Yeah, guests and I think and they'll stuff. just like feature things too. And yeah, and then uh, I, they've got surprises to keep that going. And then cool. I'm on Cinemakers right now. Yeah. Uh, we're covering all the Soderbergh movies. Uh, I think we just released the Schizopolis episode. So much stuff. So much going on. There's always wistful thinking. There's the wistful thinking, which is great. I like that. Uh, and now and again, the nostalgia stuff. Um, now and again, the music. Nostalgia podcast and then Mummy wistful Club. thinking, sort of like the grab bag. Like I like that. It's always something different, like a book or a movie yeah, that's or nice about it. music yeah, Brian, or Brian something. Has it on it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, so and all of this can be found on CageClub.me. Yeah. Facebook.com. Me slash CageClub. It's weird. Like the network isn't growing. It's like mutating. It's like it's turning into this creature with like all these appendages going all these different directions and like we're you know, somewhat breaking off from movie podcasts. So the the co-host from now and again, um, Nico is possibly starting a new show next next year. I'm gonna possibly be coming out with my own show next year. Uh, so like all kinds of stuff. Tobin might be coming out with a show. You guys may even do another show after this. Who knows? No one knows what the future brings. Time's a flat circle. We're already there. We're here. We're then. Thank you. I don't know how else to wrap this up. There's just no, no, I mean, there's a lot there's to cover. No, there's a, there's a lot on my love, <laughs> and we're happy to just be a part of it. Really. Thank you. You kind of. No, no, no. We're happy to ride this. It's good show. having your your traffic lead to our shows. No. <laughs> well, no, no, opposite. No, it's great having you guys. I mean, the more the merrier, honestly, and like you know show's entertaining so that's all i really care about it's always weird like we feel like the normal people now on the podcast <laughs> I mean, on like the network you know like we're like more of like well because like the shows are getting weirder and like yeah, that's good like they need to branch out like my podcast is going to be about movies but not in the way that we've ever covered them before like it's or a very specific before. yeah so like that's a very <laughs> original way of doing a show i think so you might say so yourself yeah you know i don't want to <laughs> tap tap my own back or whatever they rub myself on my own shoulder mike let me tell you something i'm a student of podcasts <laughs> <laughs> all that show needs is a name so yeah as soon as it gets its name, we're going to start recording. Well, this Sweet. has definitely become our, our, long, our longest episode, but for a good cause, 
for an entertaining movie. Yes, I don't know for a good cause. <laughs> an entertaining movie. So definitely uh, like, follow, subscribe, share. Um, we're just going to play a couple clips, then we'll play our outro. Yeah. But uh, and thanks next, so much for listening. The next week is another uh, comedy of Strangers with Candy. Strangers with Candy. Oh, he's in that movie? Yeah. yeah. I love that show, and I love that movie. Wow, we would have featured you, should, you, you on. But... Picked, you should have Well, I've seen it. You fucked up. I've seen it. You're so, the only one who's <laughs> 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 Oof. This man is in the house. Hit me, dude. She's daydreaming about having hot cello sex with a French nudist. Oh, I'm hugging. Oh, I'm gonna love you so much. Liar! Why should you wanna know? Don't you mind about the future? I know it's your song, but I felt something and I decided to go with it. Here's the deal I'm the star of the show, okay? Do me a favor and give me the freedom to rock out. Let it ride! Rain dance! You so. douchebags bring your A game? I'm just messing with you, Sasquatch. Let's get it on. White chocolate! Raindrops! Old school! Tea! Tea! Come on! I'm burning. My lungs are burning. What? Mathletes don't wear body art like that. Enough said. Ball in! Did you spank her? Yeah, I tried, but I don't think she liked it. Yeah, some women find it offensive. And, th and that wasn't even all the clips we could play for you people, but... We have to end this episode. And Mike, please end it for us. Uh, stay uncool. <clears throat> Where did you come from, baby? How did you know I needed you? How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know I'd give my heart? Sex of things, sex of things.